So this episode is brought to you by Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy. I'm here with Dahlia Fami, owner of Sports and Ortho, where they specialize in rehabilitation services of fire and police. Dahlia, welcome. Thanks, Corey. It's really nice to be here. Thank you for having me. So Dahlia, tell me about Sports and Ortho and what makes you guys different than everybody else. Well, Corey, a lot of people think that all therapy clinics are created equal, but honestly, they're not. We rehabilitate firefighters, paramedics, and police officers the same way we would rehabilitate professional athletes. You can't have the same rehab for this population as you do for a 60-year-old, for example. We have customized our rehab of this population specifically to what they need to do at work. We have a saying at our clinic, which is this, this is not your grandma's clinic, which basically means that we understand there's a difference between Chicago's finest and your typical injured person. So how exactly do you guys customize it? That's a really good question. Well, first of all, we have all the equipment needed to rehabilitate true to form. In many of our clinics, we have drag dummies, stretchers, punching bags, ladder climbers. We even have our own fire engine in one of our Southside clinics. But most importantly, we recognize the need to be aggressive from day one. We don't believe in passive therapy. We push our patients from day one so that they can come back faster and stronger. That's awesome. That's that's pretty much how we train. Uh, how long does it typically take for you guys to get an injured person back to work, let's say after like a surgery? Our average quarry is less than five months, even for big surgeries like ACL repairs or rotator cuff surgery. In the last 17 years that we've been open, we've had less than 10 people not return back to work from an injury. I think that's a pretty good track record. Wow. Yeah, that is impressive. Well, folks, there you have it. If you're looking to get back from an injury, look up our friends at Sports and Ortho. They have seven locations across Chicagoland. You can find them online at sportsandortho.net. Thank you, Dolly, for being here. Pleasure was all mine, Corey. Welcome back to Chicago's Bravest Stories. We're going to pick up where we left off with Brian Wozniki from part one. We're going to continue the conversation with Brian Wozniki, Dan Trader, Alfredo Caballero, and uh, myself and Corey. We've gotten some uh, messages about certain terminology. If some of the uh, acronyms and military uh, jargon you'd like to know, send us a message through our social media. and We'd be more than happy to answer those questions. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy part two. We uh, stopped for a minute, pulled back. Well, the grunts all got in position. Now, they'd already dropped pamphlet. Like, they know we're coming. There's nothing oh, yeah. hidden about it. They didn't know what we were doing, but they knew everyone was coming. They knew things were imminent. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could tell they were, like, launching rockets and shooting mortars out at us for the last five days. But they didn't say, know. Like, like, what was the feel? Like They didn't were... know what they were. They were didn't know what they were. They weren't aiming at anything. They knew we were out there. They didn't know where sure. we were. You f- I mean, you felt the pressure of being behind enemy, enemy, ah, enemy lines, though, right? I mean, you were... Yeah, I mean, they, we were in between them and us, so I guess it wasn't... Between, I mean, we were... Soon we will be, right. for sure, right. in the city, but not yet. The uh, So the grunts are getting into position, and I remember being up on the... Uh, 
up on the uh, top of the building. This little like, uh, like I said, a outcropping building. Yeah, I don't concrete. know what it was. Yeah, like yeah. literally nothing in it, like a one room building. Yeah. And we're watching, and they got like the these all the, they're bombing the city now. Now they're hitting it hard. Hammering it. Yeah. Now yeah. now, now it's started. coming. It's, it's coming. And uh, it was a real kind of sur- surreal moment where it's like the significance of what was going on. And we stopped and we kind of talked about it. It was me, Shep, Tom, and was like, this is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like typical Marines. Like not right. like we understand the significance, but oh yeah. Not yeah. at the time. Yeah, it looks nice, though. <laughs> like they're bombing the fuck out of them now. Why don't we just do that the last five days? You no, know, like we're getting fucked, blah blah. Yeah, tough. And we're was, this was our time because we haven't slept. We've slept like minimal, minimal the last few days. This was our time to to, to sleep Shut before down. we go in. Right. That wasn't gonna happen. We were so wired. We knew this was going down. So what happened was the grunts go in and go in like the first row of buildings. They were, they're in the city now. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it's over. The only chance they ever had was stopping us before we got in the city. It's over. And that's actually the the what our goal was. Like our goal was to get the grunts in the city at this point. There was probably if I if I sat and like compared everything, it's probably the thing I'm most proud about in the Marine Corps was that I don't I don't think we got so much of a stub toe getting into the city of Fallujah. It's gonna change in a few hours yeah. when sunlight comes up, but right. We were in. It's over. It's over. We're in. Now it's just a matter of how many people are going to get killed and hurt. But we're going to win this. Um, Once they're in. If you can, give uh, an idea of the size of Fallujah. Like, what what can you compare compare it to to give some, you know, a a visual of... Like Old Town? You know what I'm saying? Like, like a neighborhood in Chicago? Like neighborhood. Yeah, seriously, yeah. like like Humble Park. That's small, or like, huh? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't, it's not big at like all. Like Rockford, maybe like a downtown Rockford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Bigger, a bigger town, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 You couldn't see, you couldn't see to the end. Huh. And so now they're, they're basically, the U.S. has unleashed the dogs into the city now. It's over they, now, yeah. Yeah. Lot, well, it Unless they stop us again, <laughs> right? So at at this point, uh, the United States are just clearing building by building, just systematically. So right running, now, running through the town. That's about to start. Right now, we're in the first first couple rows of, of of houses, and now my platoon's going in. Now we're splitting up into teams again. We would go in a few blocks ahead and provide Overwatch. Sniper Overwatch for the grunts to actually clear the buildings, and then they would catch up to us. We would go around. What kind of resistance were you guys met with at this point? Minimal in the street. Yeah, uh, they were waiting for us. Wait, they'd wait for you to get in the house. Okay. That's where they had the advantage. Um, until you got to the main main roads in the middle by like the convention center, uh, the mayor's complex, and the mosque. Then they would start yep. shooting at the street, but usually they wait till they have the upper hand. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until, so this is pretty significant. So we first get in there. Now we're about a block or two ahead of the grunts. So now I guess you would say it's behind, behind enemy lines, but it's it's moving. It's fluid. Yeah, yeah you're good. Um, this is pretty typical of the Marine Corps. All of a sudden you start hearing this music, 
<laughs> and you see this psyops, psychological operation Humvees. I don't know if the I don't know if the army had this, but this is yeah, those were army guys. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They uh, no shit. Yeah, they play music, but it was disturbed. <laughs> down with yeah. the sickness, yeah. blasting down yes. with the sickness down the streets of Fallujah. <laughs> At about fucking two o'clock in the morning, letting the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, just just the most aggressive. <laughs> like, right. we, like we used to, our guys used to play the haka. You know what the haka is? Yeah, like the New Zealand. Yeah, go and they'd scream it out, and everybody because the twenty fifth, the, the group that I was with attached to were from Hawaii. A lot of Samoans, oh, a lot there you of go. Fijians, yeah, a lot of right, these big right. guys. Yeah, so they they and that's not nothing. That's significant to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was yeah. They care about it. They yeah. do that, and they'd all the guys would take their gear off and they'd stand up there. And it go my day, and a big, just big screaming, big pig eating Samoans would do that. And, was, <laughs> and then in they went. And if you guys could shit. see what Dan looks like calling these guys just monsters, <laughs> like fucking, these guys gotta be fucking Christ. I no want to see how big that guy is that Dan's calling this right, guy. He's up like, to holy me. shit, that guy's big. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking Hawaiians, yeah, Samoans, yeah, and right. and the group in there. I mean, they're the grunts are always bigger anyway. And right. I know if any, like when you pictured the Marine Corps, like we talked about the little guy that always makes it. It's special forces is filled with little guys that try hard. Yep. And the Liar, grunts are filled. Liary. with Yeah, and the and the the grunts are filled with the the especially Marines for whatever reason are the big, beefy. I mean, that's it. That image when right. you see the Marines. tree stump, fucking yep. yeah. Those yeah. big guys in the same way the the. Uh, Army infantry, those they're all big cocks, you know, coxswing command. I mean, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so what what does psyops? What does psyops Psychological look like? Psychological operations. Right. But was, what do they honestly, look like? Honestly, it's probably two they're, nerds in a Humvee with a radio. Really? Yeah, they're just there to no like. Shit. They're just, just, to fuck, just to fuck with everyone's yeah. head. Yeah. Huh? These are the same guys that during the first Fallujah would go. They took over the mosque. Yeah. And they would go on the mosque, like you know, they do their call to prayer and everything. They would call like, "Hey, I'm not doing the accent, but right. come to the mosque and regroup." Uh, fight the infidel. Well, you also have snipers in the mosque that are waiting for you to run down right. Ruby so, with a fucking rifle. Right, so <laughs> truly, like, just yeah. fucking... There's a lot to it. They were really undervaluing They were No, absolutely. I got you. Yeah. When I say two nerds in a truck, I, I don't... I, like you said, undervaluing this. We're, we're, yeah. yeah. They're the ones who make the pamphlets that they would yeah. drop to these guys saying, right. give up and we'll give you food, yeah. we'll give you shelter. Yep. Just come out, come out, hands up, drop your weapon. Right. If you don't, that's all. we will kill yeah. you. Right. <laughs> or the flyer would have a, like, guy that was just tore up. Like, this is going to happen to you. Yeah. So, right. yeah. not yeah. fucking around. Or yeah. the other side, they show the, because the, they, they gave the, the citizens of Fallujah a good amount of time. Oh, months. To get out. Yeah. yeah. So they or would, weeks, they, probably. they broadcast, you know, happy people at the relocation camps or whatever they call them. And, yeah. and you know, if you if you stay here, something bad is going to happen. And yeah. if you leave, something good will happen. Because we don't want you there. We want civilians. We want everybody out. So they, they did a really good job. Yeah. Of really clear and yeah. for you guys. Yeah. And you could tell when we were doing this that they weren't, I don't want to say they weren't prepared because they did prepare for it. They they were just do, trying to do some kind of show of force because they weren't shooting at us. They were shooting in the direction. Right. There was nothing accurate. It was RPGs shot up where you'd stop and look up over your head and watch it go a thousand yards over your head. You know, it's like these guys who you're fighting at this point. These are actual military. These are uh, dedicated 
Yeah, these, these guys are dock really guys. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, was like the regular civilians were out, right? Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. we so. had some groups you see running out. Right. Minimal contact with civilians at this time. Yeah. yeah. Minimum would be generous. Yeah. I'd say what would, twice. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a jack off question to ask you guys, but like, what do you guys what do you guys put the population of like relative to? The you know everyone's home. What do you think the population of Fallujah is at this point? I'd like, be a complete guess. I yeah, oh, would I it be like, a lot? Is it like there's did you guys say of, like a lot of people percent there? job? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be like of of like the well, I say of the occupancy. Would you say like fifty percent of it, more less? It, Ask like, again, that we're fighters. Or just um, we're general. still so, hanging out. Oh, still hanging out. Uh, so mom and dad family left five percent minimal. and shit really no kidding. And these were all. This, these were the enemy. At this yeah. time, yeah. at this time, they Holy had enough shit. warning. Right. This was it. This was okay. go time. There was so this, no. This so was who was that? Whoever was left at this time, were fighting. They were to be yeah, military age okay. males that are ready to throw down. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, that's the best like way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So you guys make it from one, from the start of Fallujah to the end. You guys make it all the way through. Oh or, God, no. God no. <laughs> how, how, far, how far did you get in a day? Uh, in the first day, we made it about three blocks. Really? Yeah. It's taken that long, huh? Uh, well, it's also hesitation because we're, uh, again, you're talking command-level decisions here. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm just watching my area at this point. That's all my job is. Um, nothing really heavy happened until the next morning, the, f- the first morning, so okay. eight hours. So now you, you guys are three blocks into this invasion of Fallujah. Yeah. And, and light, sun's coming up. And now, now, like, things are really starting to... Now you start up. hearing it, yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. Uh, now so they know where we're hear, at. You hear an increase in gunfire. Absolutely. People are getting engaged more. Yeah. I um, mean, across the board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were down the center. Uh, I believe the, our right side was, at, at certain times, was the heaviest. I think that was actually more towards the end, like, like two weeks later. But um, we were in a building, and... Uh, I have to tell this story because I'm going to tell a story later. Uh, we take this one building, we get to the roof, and we start getting fired upon. And I'm on one, we're on the roof, so there's a middle part that kind of comes up, and it's got like de- decorative pieces, all concrete, center block buildings. And then we're on a roof which has a concrete wall, like four feet, all the way around it. And there's like a sheet metal gate even though it's the roof. I'm on one side, my buddy Shep, Nick Shepard, he's on the other side, and all of a sudden rounds start flying through that gate. You just hear Between him, us. You just hear him pinging off the metal gate. It's coming through it. You can see him. Really? Like, there's tracer rounds, which <laughs> eh, makes you think. I don't know if they have tracer rounds. I know we do. But uh, we look at each other and we start laughing like, holy fuck, you know? Well, I, I heard another podcast where the um, Iraqis had the tracers because they were still using rounds from the Vietnam War. And that, and so, like, the color was significant. Like, the, the United States had a certain color and the Vietnamese had a different color. What do we have, green? We have green. We yeah. have green. I, but, yeah. I couldn't tell. I don't, I don't remember what color it was, to be honest with you. I feel like theirs were red I, and we were green. I kind of want to say that sounds right, but I'd, I'd be guessing now at this point. I, I just tradition. I just feel like that was. We shoot green. Yeah. They shoot red. We yeah. should make However, that a thing. 
I just remember <laughs> loading. I just remember loading magazines in every, every third, number six or yeah, three, every third whatever the hell it was. Every fifth round. Yeah, three yeah, yeah it was green. That's, yeah. I remember that, but I can't our remember. SOP was three three tracers at the bottom, and then every third was a tracer. And then your top three were tracers, so you could point where they were. Well, we uh, also did one mag of all tracers uh, for E and E, so they think okay, it, so they think they they think all hell's breaking yeah. loose. Okay, you know? but uh, so we're taking rounds, and there were tracers, and I, I, I feel it makes, like me, they were makes red. me think if they were red. Either way, dude, because I know I remember thinking like fucking Star Wars. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, stormtroopers? Like I remember that shit. Uh, my corpsman Nate. Uh, took a ricochet. It hit a little decorative molding up on the top and came down through his shoulder. So he got shot. And he falls over and he goes, ow. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Shep are fucking dying laughing. Now we're still getting shot at. Like, this is great. This is hilarious. Dude, like, Nate, you just said ow. Like, who does that? Who gets shot and says ow? Well, in about an hour probably we're going to be talking about another story that's going to come full circle. Um, so in this building, uh, now we're forward of everything. And the grunts are getting ready to do a push past us. But we wanted to spread our team out a little further. This is where it gets a little tough. The, uh, so we're getting ready to move uh, to a, a building to our left, or the west of our south, whatever. Um, so I'm trying to paint the picture. There's a large open area next to the building we're in, and there's a building in front. So we, we, we're going forward. So we think we have the cover of that building. So we start running. It's my team leader, me, my ATL, my assistant team leader, my, uh, I'm sorry, my point man, my team leader, me, my assistant team leader, and my slack man, Chef start going I remember stepping off and I look at the building on the other side and I see people up on the top and I waved little grunts they wave back like oh, we're fucking good we're covered we start running as soon as we get in that open area all hell breaks loose they lit us up they had two machine guns uh, set up one guy supposedly uh, I didn't see any this is what was told to me ran out of the doorway on the first floor, another guy was in a window behind us. So they, they were waiting for you guys to cross that open yeah, area. Yeah, We thought, remember, we weren't cleared yet. We were moving a little forward, and the grunts were supposed to, were going to come up. So this just happened to be this one building that hasn't been hit yet. That's all. Nobody made a mistake or anything. Um, as we're running, I remember looking back, and I saw Dave get hit. And as soon as he got hit, I knew he was dead. And this there was you're, no. You're, you're talking about Dave Caruso. Dave Caruso. Okay. Uh, I knew it was. I mean, the way he fell, there was no control. It was. I yeah. knew he was dead instantly. I froze. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I did exactly what you weren't supposed to do, but I think in the long run, it probably ended up saving my life. I. Uh, I fell. I. I did what he did. I made my body limp, and I went did a face dive. I went face first into the dirt. Hurt like hell. Uh, this is your first casualty in, in Fallujah. In Fallujah. Yeah. And uh, I, thinking that maybe they think they're going to hit me. Maybe they think they already hit me and they hit Dave because we're so close to each other. And that didn't work. 
they kept firing at me. I could feel the rounds hitting me. I could feel the rounds hitting the ground next to me, the slapping, the snapping. It was like I got my assistant team leader and my point man made it. There was a dumpster in the middle of the area. And you're still in the opening right I'm now. wide open, laying down, act, trying to act like I'm dead because I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, my point man and my team leader are behind a dumpster, like a little rollout box. Not a little, like a rollout box like we would have here. Uh, I'm in the open area. My team leader's yelling, Waz, don't move, don't move. And I could feel the rounds hitting my pack. I got my rifle shot out of my hands. This is happening now. Like, I'm fucked. And then I hear Shep behind me going, Waz, move, fucking move. (laughs) So I got one guy saying, don't move. I got one guy saying, move. And I remember, this is literally the only time I could ever remember what I'm thinking during a firefight. And my face is buried in the dirt, and I'm going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> so did, did she, had Shep done the same thing that you did? did Shep wasn't being shot at. He was in the air, open area, but they were, they were aiming for me. Okay. And I never got to talk to Shep about, he would never, not that I never got to talk to him about it, he would never talk to me about it. Uh, Shep actually uh, ended up, and I didn't know this till later, crawling up to check on Dave while in the open area, in the kill zone, uh, realizing the end result. Um, he was firing using Dave as cover for me. And I didn't know this till about a year and a half ago. Uh, you just found that out a year and a half ago? Yeah. And this was 2004? Yeah. Okay. Um, a couple guys that were still in the house we originated at, ran out and started firing to cover us. So I listened to Shep. I picked Shep over my team leader, and I got up and I ran. <laughs> and I, I dumped my pack. I had a quick release. I had, like, a backpack quick release, which I dumped my sniper rifle, and my my silenced M4, my suppressed M4 that I had was gone now, too, because it was just shot out of my hands. Um, and I started running. Now, I never make fun of any horror movie, cheesy-ass horror movie, <laughs> you, where the girl falls down or right. because my body was running faster than my legs and I fell. I, I straight out of a movie, I swear to God. And I fell. Uh, then I, I run to the dumpster and I run past the dumpster. <laughs> so now I got to run back to the dumpster. <laughs> it's just right. eat. I'm a fucking idiot. Right. You past you guys that are, where the fuck is he going? Right, right. You're, you're going home. You're going home for right. all this. I just kept Laura, running. Yeah. I just kept running. Finish line, man. Yeah. So I come back and I get to the dumpster. Now I'm sitting. It's me. I don't want to say names. Uh, point man and my team leader. And I was a uh, rocket hits the dumpster we're in. And you've got nothing. I, I have no weapons at this yeah. point. Um, but it was, I, I never got an answer to this. It was very strange. It wasn't like an RPG. It was like a very long, cylindrical, pointy thing. It came through the dumpster. I have no idea. I've yeah, looked it up. I, I just looked at Dan and I was like, what the fuck is this? I had no about? idea what yeah. this thing was. I don't, I, it came through the dumpster, hit the ground. Ricochet off the building that we thought we were going to use for cover, going the other direction, yeah. and came back and landed close to us. And me and my team were looking at each other like, "What the fuck, fuck is that?" This, <laughs> yeah. And we get up it's and we run. Now, <laughs> right? It's like white cylindrical plastic. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you if it was plastic. Maybe or not. like a like a rifle fired grenade thing. That's the only yeah. thing I could possibly think about. Why would it pierce the? 
rollout the dumpster, magic, yeah. magic, who knows? Um, so we start running. Now, we go past the dumpster again. Think it's explosive? Across or? the street. I don't know what the fuck okay. it is. I don't want to be by it. just trying to find cover yeah. at sure. this point. Yeah. Um, and we kick open this metal gate, and I'm the first one in there, and I now I realize I don't have a weapon. So I <laughs> kick open the gate to the outside, and now I kick open the door to the, the, the house, and I... <laughs> What am I going to do if there's somebody right. in there? I don't have a weapon. I'm going to throw a rock at <laughs> So I laugh like, about this because I, I let out yeah. my, it was just second nature, I let out my brick, Marine Corps combat scream. <laughs> <laughs> I start screaming. Some of your war face. Thank God. Thank God nobody was in there. <laughs> so uh, we gather up, uh, collect everybody. Shep, Shep made it through. Uh, everyone got in the house. We had kind of regather, and we held up there, and uh, we had a little bit of a skirmish. Uh, we had to stop Shep from running out there to get Dave. That was uh, oh, bad. Typical Shep, though. Yeah. Guy of the guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had to like, hold him down. Uh, we at, ended up at this point. Shep already knew he was dead because he was oh, yeah. trying to render aid. If he just wanted to retrieve the body. Yeah. Right? It's. it's uh, I wish I could say uh, it's just Shep, and you you guys could understand that, but right, nobody. That's could. just how he yeah. is, and there'll be more stories about him coming up. But uh, wasn't until everything kind of calmed down, uh, the grunts rocketed the building a few times, and then actually a grunt. We saw a grunt company kind of patrolling through that open area where we came back out. We gathered up Dave, and went back into our uh, in that original building we crossed from. And kind of regathered up and ended up kind of reset. Yeah, reset. Go, yeah, go, where that's, we a, that's a good word for it. Reset. Um, at that point, and I, I like to think this is significant uh, because otherwise I wouldn't share it. Uh, so I didn't. My sniper rifle was shot. It had yeah. no zero anymore because it was thrown around. Um, M4 was done. The M4 was done. I took a round through my magazine, uh, a ricochet, oh, ricochet off the barrel, and one through the gas tube. I think that's one of the pictures you have. Oh, is that is that what that that so, picture? Yeah, yeah. If you zoom in, you can see it. Oh, catastrophic, okay. Catastrophic failure. Uh, yeah, so it's garbage. Um, so uh, they gave me Dave's weapon. That's all. I had no choice. You know. Uh, so that was hard for me. I had to clean out, clean it off. Yeah. Obviously, uh, the mess that was on it. That took me a while. Uh, but the cool thing about that was, uh, he had a. Uh, he had the same exact suppressed 203 uh, M4 that I had. Same setup, yeah. But he had a 203 grenade launcher under his. Okay. Um, which is good because I had 203s in my gear because I usually carried the M79 grenade launcher, the old Vietnam era grenade launcher. Yeah. You carried that separate from your M4? <laughs> we had two M79s, okay. grenade launchers, yeah. but we also had, some guys had the attached ones. Right, right. But you had two separate? Okay, got it. Okay. The M79 was awesome. Yeah. Did you cut it down? Yeah, yeah. I did not, no. Uh, absolutely. Way better than a 203. Yeah, for sure. The uh, Vietnam guys used to call it the thumper. Yeah, that's what we called it. Yeah. <laughs> did you really? Uh, ab- insanely accurate as as compared to the 203, the, yeah. the mounted one. Um, but we're, we were able, I was able to engage and kill three guys with Dave's weapon. So that gave me a little bit of satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit back of satisfaction yeah, I'm about, back in. about getting his. I wasn't happy about having his, but right, uh, right. I was glad I got 
got his uh, using the 203, which is kind of cool. Where was Dave from? Dave's from Naperville. Eagle Scout from Naperville. And you got you so you also got injured in that and during oh, that yeah. See? engagement. <laughs> I love that part out. Oh, yeah, that part. <laughs> That's what yeah, I was telling you. It's crazy that I have to remind Brian that he got shot during this engagement. Right? Oh yeah, when I got shot. Yeah. Oh, uh, that time I got shot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, yeah. You so you received your second Purple Heart during yes. this yeah. engagement. Yeah. And what injuries did you sustain? So this one was very minor, and I, I got a left arm, left arm yeah. graze, graze wound, and a shrapnel throughout. Like the did, did your pack face. save you from a couple more rounds? I, I believe so. Yeah, I, I took uh, a couple and rounds. rifle and other rifle. <laughs> I took a couple rounds to the pack. I took either a shrapnel or a bullet round through the brim of my hat because I was cool. I got to wear a hat, so I wore. A Tantrum. You weren't wearing a Kevlar helmet? What? Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Those Sergeant Majors yeah, right cool there. Yeah, cool guys, guys man. Oh, yeah. That's another story I could share. No. <laughs> um, so I got I was wearing a tan, like, Chicago Cubs hat. That's what I, was, nice. that's what I would wear. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And cool. uh, we'll post that picture, because I have a picture of you wearing that. <laughs> I'll post that on our... I think there is one. Of yeah, I'll post that on our Facebook. That was that was always what made me so jealous about guys like you, too. So... You know Because I got the stupid Kevlar with the old school fucking... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're wearing whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna, I feel like I have to tell it now, and I'll make it quick because yeah. I'm jumping forward a lot. Um, after I was one of the next time, yeah, stay tuned. But <laughs> yeah. um, I got medevaced, and I can't, ended up coming back in, and I was wearing my hat. Now I was I was kind of hitchhiking. I was t- going from convoy to convoy, trying yeah. to make my way back into Fallujah. Yeah. Oh, I know what that's like. Yeah, yeah, I know. And all of a sudden, one time, this, this gunny starts lighting me up. Hey, devil dog, who the fuck do you think you are? Where Come whoa, whoa. on. Yeah. I was in uniform. That's, you don't do that in the Marine Corps. You don't right. fuck around with that. Right. <laughs> like, and I, I, I let him finish. I was like, gunny, gunny. Whoa, 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 gunny, gunny. I, I'm sorry. I, I understand what you're doing, and I respect it. I'm allowed to wear this. I'm with uh, Second Force Recon, Task Force, HVT. And before I even finished, oh, why didn't you say so? <laughs> oh, <laughs> do, Joe, do you know Sta- Do you know Staff Sergeant <laughs> so-and-so? I was his drill instructor, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, God. So now he's like, let me find you another convoy. We'll get you in the city faster. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're walking through, and then he walks in front of a tank, and then this this captain jumps out of a tank. Who the fuck do you think you are walking in front of a tank? I'm like, yes! This guy's getting yelled at. So, um, Brian, you make it through there, and then nothing really after that significant happens during the rest of that. You guys... Managed to get through the city there, or is there there more badness that happens during this period here? Nothing but badness. Yeah, yeah. Um, Went from bad to worse here. Well, this is that was eight hours into Fallujah. Uh, the next three days were very heavy fighting, but we were extremely successful um, to the point where we were like, I don't want to say, well, yeah, we were cocky, uh, very confident, um, hammering through. Yeah, be. there we could do no wrong. I mean, if we be. if we went in there, we had them. If they weren't in there, we found them. It was it was, right. it was nothing, oh, yeah. nothing but I, success. Because that happened November 9th, Yeah, right? And so three days later, you have another significant Two. engagement. Yeah, November 11th. Okay. Um, we got to a point where there was uh, it's like four or five-story apartment complex right in the middle of the city. And we held up there. It was like, I felt like, I believe it was the tallest building in the city. Uh, And we had full view 
of everywhere. So we actually stopped. We held out there for a while, and the grunts started moving forward, doing their clearing. Yeah. Like I said before, the, the grunts cleared Fallujah. I want to make that perfectly clear. All right, we were we were support to the grunts. Um, Thank you for your service, Alfredo. <laughs> I, I, you're welcome. <laughs> Maybe I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we held up there because we had a very good uh, view of everything. And I, I and gotta, what's your crew? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. We what's your up, crew look like now? Right now we have all three teams together. Okay. We, all three all right, teams so you're consolidated. together. It's that big of a building. Sure. Like Plus, I, how many guys is it? So we had five in my – about 18, 19 total okay. with okay. the headquarters team. Got it. Okay. Um, because we had Frisky, our aircraft uh, – air controller, uh, combat controller. Mm-hmm. Forward air controller, he would uh, he would call in all the air. We'd work up the missions, mm-hmm. and he'd give it to him because uh, he knew all the pilots. He, he, was he was a pilot. He was a pilot. Is he a Marine? He's He is a Marine. He's okay. a pilot. Okay. Uh, he flew Fat Albert for the Blue Angels, actually. Um, that famous picture where Fat Albert's below the Golden Gate Bridge, that's him flying it, oh, actually. Shit. Oh, shit. Um, so yeah. he knows all the pilots by first name. So yeah. it, there is no, like, Alpha or Bravo, one, four. It's like, hey, right, Jim, right. we want this building on the left <laughs> side of the this blue shack. Just, Drop that one. Just just sidebar, yeah. like, fire department stuff. Do you guys find it easier when you go to a fire to just call somebody by their name instead of that bullshit of, like, <laughs> engine 1A driver? Well, it depends on what channel you're on. If you're on the fire ground, right, it's, hey, Jimmy, uh, give does, me a letter. It does happen okay. more. Like, but okay. if you're on, like, the main channel, you hear, hey, uh, you know, four, five, you know, two, five, one, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Where I'm at, in a, I'm in a position where I, I'm, I'm still a candidate in the house. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not saying anything. If I, if they say something, even the chiefs ask me something, I'd be like, right. Hey, Cap. <laughs> Chief's asking this. I, I'm not. I'm not saying anything unless it's a mercy. That's the yeah. story. But, but you okay. hear that on the radio all the time. Right? All the time. You hear, you all hear time. the you know the Chiefs yeah. talking. Hey, to the Jimmy, lieutenant. take yeah. this, Tony. Yeah, yeah. But when they go to the fire main, it's very official. It's more okay. formal, and it's but which I'm, I like. I, I I appreciate the difference. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. But then when they switch the fire round, which is just like you know like point to point. Yeah. It's just like hey, Jimmy, uh, give me a ladder over here. Or, you know how how are things inside? You know. Yeah. yeah. So. It's, it's it's both. Like like you were just talking about, I make that mistake all the time, probably because I've been trained just like you two have, where I'm like, hey, Jimmy, get that fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, instead of like, engine 26 engineer, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah 117X to, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. That's, that's awesome. Mm. So now now you, you, you're... So, yeah, we're at this building, uh, and all we're doing is, it's, it's beautiful. Uh there's a picture of it. It's frisky with like two or three radials around them, and you see Fallujah burning. You see like headers all over. Just buildings we dropped. Like oh, we have twenty fighters just went into this building over here. Drop it. You know, he's just calling there. It's beautiful. Uh, by this time, you have a map with every building yeah. numbered. Yeah. They just say building one twenty one. Right. Drop yeah. it. You drop on a grid, and yeah. they'll. Yeah. You know, and we're, I, and I we're gonna, sitting. I was going to ask that question, and I didn't want to sound like an idiot. No. But like, yeah, like so, there location wise, like you guys had numbered all of these on on your own like map. I'm assuming so. I don't know for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and and then when you guys would clear these buildings, like you would just call in like building whatever one twenty seven was cleared. It and, sounds like. Kind of cowboy. I, I, we did that from a, li- a larger level. Sure. It seems kind of kind of ad hoc the way you're explaining it. 
it's really, really organized. The big machine, like for sure. Big the big green machine when it gets rolling, it's it's so cool Flawless. to see your tax dollars at work. <laughs> it, I'm telling it you, is, every every dollar you spend and in that the, that's what's for. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's to, it's unbelievably impressive yeah. what yeah. what these eighteen and nineteen year olds Lance, Lance corporals can do. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm telling you, oh, it's, yeah. it's no. absolutely insane. Yeah. Huh. I remember I was sitting in a mosque. Um, typical, well, kind of going off story, but, uh, remember I had my, my, my hat was shot. Mm. I lost my hat, lost my rifle and I'm in this mosque now. And all of a sudden this Iraqi comes up to me, uh, Iraqi national guard guy comes up to me and he's holding my, my hat. With an extra vent in it. <laughs> like, cause they said this was yours. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubby's win today. <laughs> I got mad. Like it's funny now. You popped up though. I'm like, give me my fucking hat. Like, yeah. Who the fuck are you? You know, right. I'm mad. Right. I'm sitting there smoking. He's like, hey, Mister, no smoking, Mosca. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, hold, yeah great. I remember. Right. You're popped up. You may not like what I have to say here tonight, but this is what it was at the time. Right. Okay? I mean, more so time. You're popped up. I'm yeah. smoking in a mosque. I'm sorry. It's your holy ground or right. whatever. So sure. I. Me being an ignorant Marine, I take my cigarette and I put it out on the carpet. You know. Do you have this ball cap? My son wears it every day. God oh, damn. That's, that's so cool, bro. <laughs> yeah. All your pictures. I want to see this fucking ball cap. Gubby head, too? It's, it's deceiving. You get, it's, uh, you got some sweat marks and it's got a real tiny yeah. pinhole. In the, oh, that's awesome. Uh, he, doesn't even, I don't even, he, he doesn't know the significance of it. No, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Well, when he does. Well, what the he, fuck are you going to do? You're going to be like, hey, yeah. kid, let me tell you a story. <laughs> this hat, I lost this hat three times and it made its way back to me. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, wow. Here, I got a, I got a picture of it right here. Um, well, actually. Did you get all this intel from April? It's it's classified. Because okay. <laughs> this this is really deep. I mean, I'm yeah, I did know. Like I told him, I'm like I did my homework. Brian, you're telling about uh, telling us about the fact that you reunited with your hat, <laughs> and that your son wears it every day. Yeah. And someday he's going to learn the significance of that cub hat. Um, but we are we okay. So now let's go to November 11th. All right, so because this is going to be another time where, I mean, I'm I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Can I stop you? You you want to stop me? I do. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Stop. Stop me. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> it's my podcast. I will stop whatever. It's, it's small. It's small, but it was a significant moment for me. Uh, in that same mosque, uh, we uh, were sitting there in kind of a regrouping moment in Fuja. It's kind of like a. Big building, everyone's kind of getting their everything, all their ducks in a row. Get your parents, yeah. All the grunts kind of came in, and you could tell they were already kind of stretched in. They, they've been through some stuff. Like I said before, the grunts cleared Fallujah. I, I, I don't think I can make that any more clear than I already have, yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'll probably say it about five more times. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I had this feeling. So this fucking guy gives me my hat back, and I give him the riot. Yeah, you know, I get rid of him. And I'm sitting there, and I look to my left, and we're just kind of hanging out, and there's this this grunt. I call him his kid, and the reality was I'm fucking I'm 19, I'm probably 20 years old at the time. This kid's probably 18 or 19. 18, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm hey, this kid. I'm this Force Recon guy. I'm this guy that I saw in the porta potty right. two years ago. I'm the same fucking person, you know. Right. 
right. just a different person with different kind of training, you know, completely insignificant. Um, and this kid's looking at me like I'm something. And it really bugged me because I realized that I was that guy not, not even, not, I mean, literally a year and a half ago. And uh, he was some kind of radio operator, and he was, he looked at me, and he held it. It sounds so stupid. I wish you could picture it, but he had this look on his face, and he looked at me, and he thought, it was like, it's fucking batteries. And I know what he meant, because he had this pack full of batteries. It's fucking heavy. I was like, well, why don't you guys spread that out throughout the team? Because you guys can spread the weight, because nobody ever carries all the batteries. That sounds Horrific. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculously right. heavy. You always spread out that stuff. He's like, oh, man. His team leader was sitting right next to him. He's like, oh, okay. So they spread out the batteries, and this guy, this kid he's was also a kid. This kid right. This kid looks at me. He's like, hey, thanks, man. You know, and I'm like, I, thanks, me, Joe. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 you know, and it was like, it was a, kind of a surreal moment for me where it's like, did we really, did I really just do that 180 where I was like, I'm dead. literally the same person as you, yeah. but you're looking at me like I'm not, and it really makes me uncomfortable. Like, my buddy Jimmy got wounded, and he, he got medevac and was hitchhiking back. And I remember him telling me a story where he was uh, sitting in this, uh, what do they call those, uh, big big transport vehicles. Uh, five tons? Five tons, thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, five ton. And the driver was like real hillbilly hick marine like stereotypical yeah. marine he's like hey man i, I was going to give this to my wife but i, I want to give it to you when he found out he was a force recon marine i want to give this to you you promised me you'll kill somebody with this <laughs> and it was a trace around like, Come it was, on. like it was something like super cool <laughs> so jimmy you know, we had oh uh, jimmy gave him one of our rounds which is customer yeah it looked different yeah and uh Jimmy's like, he puts it in his magazine and put it in his round. He's like, I, I, no problem. I'll do it for you. You know what I mean? It was like those stupid, insignificant times where it's just like kind of pushing your place. Like you don't understand yeah. the significance of the moment. You know, well, it, it can't I be, wanted to put that in there it because. It can't be insignificant if we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's the no, you're right. You're of right. all these little yeah. moments like that. And, and for his it sounds like a stupid, simple story, but it's not. Well, yeah. It's and, not. And it's, it's two different people's perspective on a, a single situation. It's just well, there's, there's it some, is significant there's some, to me. There's some you know, radio operator out there who's telling the story right now. Yeah. He's like, this guy killed I somebody. I had to carry <laughs> all these batteries. Right. Until then this, this fucking salty old dog <laughs> fucking walked The guy had the V30. Never smiled. Never smiled. He's putting out cigarettes on moss carpets. <laughs> ten jokes and he, he never was so laughed. Salty. <laughs> he had a hole in his hat. <laughs> Looked like a bullet wound. And, and for as nonsense as this podcast is, like this is, I mean, we're trying, we're telling you to fucking summarize your your service and fucking whatever. Yeah, do, yeah, do you Three hours, yeah. like you're. I mean, this is this is what sticks out, what, man. What bugs me is, I don't think you're talking about that kid telling the story. What I don't think that kid realizes that I'm looking up to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you were that kid. He's you know, the one. He's ago. the one clearing Fallujah. Yeah. Not me. Right. And and with his childhood fucking innocence, 
you know. And all those batteries. And all those <laughs> shit on batteries. With, <laughs> with, at least, with at least 50% of the batteries they start off with that day. <laughs> I, know, I know all the other guys are his team. Like, who's this fucking this guy? This fucking guy. <laughs> we had our fucking battery jag off a couple minutes ago, and now we got a fucking... <laughs> I was expecting... Call me AAA, fucking... <laughs> Wants to be like, why are you care not? Just throw them out in the garbage. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> those batteries. You don't I do them shit to my fucking... <laughs> so... We go to November 11th now. Are you ready to get there? So this is, uh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm right. I'm right. All right. I mean, this is only a couple days from. This is yeah, two days later. Yeah, you you just lost one of your your buddies. You've also received another wound, or and you know you're you're gonna receive your second Purple Heart at this point. And now we get to uh, November 11th, where you know uh, I'll spoil alert. You're gonna wind up with number three. Yeah. Um, in your, and you're uh, still pretty shaken at this point, prior. Or? or you're, I have no time uh, to be shaken. No, I was. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Dave, it wasn't Dave getting killed that shook me. Uh, I, that's part of the reason why I'm doing this whole thing, this whole podcast thing. I, I tend to actually handle these things very well. It's kind of, a weird, I guess it's good, but it's a weird thing I have. Him getting killed didn't affect me as much as you know, when I had to clean his weapon. That fucked me up. I'll bet. That was tough. All I had was baby wipes and toilet paper yeah. to clean his weapon. I actually ended up throwing up, throwing the peck too, the laser range finder, the laser uh, sight. Not sight. Uh, PQ2. Well, help me out here. What is that? It's a PQ2. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, but it's a uh, IR. IR, thank you, Jesus. IR uh, laser. Okay. I I broke it. I got rid of it. I couldn't clean it. I I was done with it. I, yeah. That yeah. that did a number on me, and it was it was close to that point where I was like, hey, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, you don't have that. So yeah, no, that, that definitely that. did a moment on uh, moment on me. Um, did a number on you. Thank you, number. Yeah. Um, the. On the 11th, bear with me. I'm trying to keep this all in line. No, that's right. Well, I mean, I mean it's only yeah, like 15 whiskeys. We're at uh, right. November 11th, yeah. and you're going to... I was in a room, so I'm trying to paint the picture here. We're in a like a four-story apartment building. Frisky's holding court in the center room over the whole city of Fallujah, just calling air, wreaking, wreaking havoc, like call, dropping any building we want. It was complete success. Yeah, a lot of lot of lot of bricks are in the oven. No, oh, it's unbelievable. And it, we were we had three teams throughout the apartment apartment building and in different rooms, focusing on the city, uh, glass in the city, uh, wa- watching the city to see any movement. If we saw mass movement in one area with weapons, we'd drop that building, stuff like that. We'd give the information to Frisky; he'd drop the building. While we're doing that, I was in a room talking to I, my team room was on the far left. Frisky's in the middle. I'm in the room on the far right, just with my time off. I'm talking to Tom Hauser. We're just kind of bullshitting. Uh, actually, talking about Frisky. I remember when he got attached to the platoon. We're like, who the fuck is this guy? We don't know him. He didn't go through the workup with us. Some pilot. Like, fuck is this guy? Who's this fucking dick? Yeah, like he doesn't belong with us. And. Uh, Real quickly, that we were put in our place. Not only does he belong with us, we were better for having him. 
oh, sure. complete assets of the platoon. Oh my god, okay, it was a complete professional, um, and that's what we were talking about. And then all of a sudden, uh, the entire building shook, a loud explosion, uh, rockets hit the building, and I started running. <laughs> and I remember Tom goes, "Here, take my helmet." I'm like, what the fuck do I need that for? <laughs> got my ball cap. The I got fuck my, is this? Right. I got my, I got my I, Cubs hat. Right. I've, got, I've got the lucky cap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know about his hat. <laughs> so I go running down the hallway, and uh, right when I get right in the middle where the stairs go up, uh, there's a loud explosion, and an RPG came through the doorway because we're on the top floor, came through the doorway and hit the wall next to me. And uh, the next thing I know, I'm on the ground facing the other direction, and I got, like, Blood pouring down the side of my face, and it was like, kind of sounds so cheesy because it sounds like it shouldn't be correct, but it's kind of like movies where they it's like quiet at first, yeah, and then all of a sudden the hearing comes back, yeah. I guess I guess they do a good job in the movies, right? Yeah, um, sure them, and I hear Kenny going, "Frank's hurt, Frank's hurt bad." And uh, I look over, and I see Kenny dragging down, dragging Frank down the stairs by his neck, by his like uh, drag strap, because it was like a five or six lane stairs like going up. And uh, I thought Frank's dead. The way he was completely out. So I, they pulled me aside. The medic was looking at me. Uh, they thought I was thought I was leaking uh, cerebral spinal fluid from my ear, so they they said I should get medevac. So when I I got medevac, they got them. They got the AV came in, and uh, Shep actually escorted me out <laughs> and uh, got me in the track. They took me back to Camp Fallujah, and I went to the like the offsite. Medical, whatever the hospital, like a cash. Yeah, yeah. kind of. They don't call it that, but yeah, I mean that's what it is. Uh, they pulled out some shrapnel, did a couple X-rays, uh, stitched it up, uh, shaved like half my head, <laughs> uh, obnoxiously. I always thought it was like oh, a bit overkill. It's <laughs> <laughs> mean, like an inch and a half scar. Fucking with me right now. Yeah, like, mohawk on one side, <laughs> but, um, it, and I remember seeing there. And this is where, this is one of the main things I was concerned about, about doing this, was I'm going to talk about some stuff like my feelings and uh, thoughts about this stuff. And, I, and I'm not, it is what it is. This is what I thought at the time. Right. Do I think it now? That's your perspective. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Right. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I, I walk out, and there's this tent, and there's three Iraqi wounded. And they're, like, taped to this cot. And I can't help but think, like, uh, why the fuck am I in this tent with these guys? And I'm looking around, like, I, I, I want to find a way to kill these kill these three guys. Right. Like, this right. is what I'm here for. Yeah. You know, I'm looking, and I start walking over to one. And they're, like, I don't know if they were sedated or sleeping or just stupid or what. I, I don't know what it was. But I'm looking, and I go to grab the IV on one of them. And then the guy come, was walking in. Like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking I was going to do. I, probably nothing. I don't know. Um, 
Like, are you good to go? Like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know. Now I'm getting shitty. Now I'm like in a bad mood. I'm aggravated. I'm wounded. I'm like, right. like what the fuck? What am I doing? What am I doing yeah. here? Like, what's going on? It's like, all right, your extras are negative. We got all the shrapnel out of your head. You're good to go. I'm like, where? I, I don't know. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to go? So I walk out of the tent and I all of a sudden I look over and I see this kid. Kid, when I say kid, he was young, holding this handgun. And our handguns were very specific. They were Springfield or Colt 1911s. The rest of the Marine Corps has nine mils. They were very specific. And the, this one was even more specific because I saw the little uh, figure on the pistol grip. It was an F with a, it was initials, but it was like a decorative initials. Yeah. It's Frank. I walked up to the guy and I fucking stabbed him. I'm like, where the fuck did you get that? That's Frank's, you know, like, that's, I, like, no. Like, he goes, Oh, that's Frank's. Like, oh. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the answer. And he's like, no, he's inside. I'm like, inside where? Yeah. He's inside right there. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you knew Frank, Frank, like, if you met him five seconds ago, he'd be your best friend. You, you'd, oh, want, yeah. you'd want to be his best friend. That's how he is. So okay. that's exactly what happens. I'm like, what the fuck? I walk in, and Frank's sitting there. What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm like, uh, this, isn't, this isn't happening right now. Dude, I thought you were dead. So... What happened was he was just he was right next to the RPG, but I I caught the blast, he caught the concussion, he was knocked out, he wasn't hurt. You talked the brunt, you took the brunt that I took that the head. blast area, he took the yeah. concussion. Or that's I mean that's how we make oh, sense shit. of it in our head. Yeah. He never caught any shrapnel from it. But what happened was he was hanging the orange air panel for the medevac for my for my medevac and he got shot in the leg. <laughs> oh no shit. <laughs> So we're looking, he's got a hole in his fucking chin. And uh, I'm like, what is he? he goes, dude, I got a shot, bro. <laughs> I go, when? He goes, he's putting out the panel for you, that orange air panel. I'm like, what? I thought you were dead. He goes, no. No. <laughs> it was a little yeah, RPG yeah. blast. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, like, catches a 17-year-old so kid. He's like, hey. Take my gun, like... And, and walk out there to yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, let's go, let's go yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like telling you the new guy to sit in the, the captain's uh, yeah. seat at the yeah, table, the, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is the same guy I saw pick up a girl in the back of a squad car. So... That's fair. Um, <laughs> so I, I, the doctor comes in, and he's like, okay, you're ready to go. So Frank stands up, and as he stands up, blood squirts from his leg. Like, when I say squirts, I mean, like, a solid five feet. From the from the little hole inside. Yeah. So I put my hand on it. I'm like, uh, Doc? Yeah. I'm like, oh, hold on. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, about that. <laughs> so he gives us all this packing stuff, so he's gotta like pack it from time to time. So they release us. We both get ready to go. We have nowhere to go. Our whole platoon's in Fallujah. Fallujah's in high gear now. Yeah. So we start walking around. And uh, I'm like, we're going to find a way to figure this out. Frank can't go back. He's on crutches. Oh, he's shot, huh? Yeah. He's shot in the leg. He's on go crutches. Better, yeah. his, his camis are cut just uh, around the knee. Huge bandage. Uh, I have half my head shaved on the right side. With blood stained on my whole cami blouse. And we're, we're walking around Camp Fallujah. He's on crutches, and I'm walking. And we see the chaplain from 2nd Recon Battalion. Like, I know this fucking guy. <laughs> he looks at us like we're fucking zombies. Yeah. Jesus He's like, hey, guys, Christ. what's going on? I'm like, hey, sir, uh, 
I, we're kind of looking for a place to stay for the night. Like, we're trying to figure out where to go. Right. It's like, I got a place for you. You know, you'll stay with Second Recon Battalion, blah, 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 no problem. I'm like, oh, thank we're, Me and Frank are both like, oh, thanks, sir. And he goes, would you mind if I said a prayer for you guys? And Frank, like, we look at each other and we're like, fuck it, why not? It's not going to get worse. Like, so we stopped there in the middle of Camp Volusia. This guy says a prayer for us. I'm like, hey, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. So he takes us back. We'll get a night's sleep. And then uh, we walk in. Uh, I skipped the best chow part. I, I skipped it. Just skipped the chow hall. I'm glad I caught it. So before that, this might be kind of hard. They, uh, we were hungry. You know, it's been, we remember we were there for five days before Fallujah kicked off. Now it's like three days into it. Right. Uh, we're hungry. We're all fucked up. We're walking around Camp Fallujah. We don't have a place to stay yet. This is, I'm going back before the chaplain now. Forgive me, please. Um, like Frank's like, I got to eat, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a good idea, man. <laughs> Look at us. He's like, what are I going to do? Like, I don't want any attention. While we're going back and forth. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. All right, go. The Marine goes can get pimpy with the uniform stuff, and you never know oh, where really? he Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, no shit. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, it's not just the Marine Corps. so stupid. Yeah. Um, so we walk into this chow hall, Camp Fallujah, the main chow hall in Camp Fallujah, me and Frank, and this couple hundred people in there, maybe, I don't know. And it's like fucking animal house when they walk into the bar. <laughs> it's like, like music stops. Everyone, like not a fucking, you can hear a pin drop. And everyone's looking at us. I'm like, dude, I told you. It's a bad idea. He's, yeah. like, he's like, bro. Bro, I'm hungry. We're committed now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he's on. He's on crutches. I'm holding both trays. We're walking in, and we're just looking at us like we're fucking zombies. Like this yeah. is ridiculous. Right. We get our food. I couldn't even tell you what it was. We sit down, and I'm like, "This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea." And Frank, like I said, no care in the world. Yeah. Like could do no wrong. Teflon, Frank. Uh, all of a sudden, this guy comes walking. It's this big, big black guy. Like, he looks tough. And he's got all nothing but black on his collar, which means senior enlisted. Like, oh, this guy means business. Guy, yeah. Comes walking up. And uh, I'm like, fuck. I mean, we're going to get lifed out. Lifed out. I mean, like, cause some guy's going to just start yelling at us for being out of uniform, right. looking like shit, you know. Right. He gets closer, and I see that he's a sergeant major, which is a senior enlisted rank. Okay. There's nothing higher than that. I don't know what he was. I don't know his name. I don't know what he was a sergeant major of. But he gets to us, and we're like, right, here it comes. And he goes, I just want to let you guys know that I, I know who you are, and I know what unit you guys are with. So this guy was looking after you guys. Yeah, yeah. He said, I know who you are. I know what unit you're with. If you guys need anything, let me know. It meant the fucking world to you. Oh. Yeah, it did. Because you're walking in, you're thinking you're going to get your fucking balls busted. And we were never going to ask him for anything, you know. Sure. And he could have he could have provided it, trust me. But yeah. it was just uh, the fact that it happened was pretty significant. Yeah. So And he, he, he could have just as easily ignored your balls, us. Too. Or he could have busted, gave us a hard time, yeah. and it wouldn't have been above that position, you know. He could have completely ignored it. He took the time. He knew. Hey, we look different. We do. 
Not besides the injuries. Yeah. The, the clothes we wear, it, we look different. You, the haircut. People know who we are, right? Yeah. It, it is what it is. Um, that was pretty significant for him to take the time. So they, uh, after that is when we ran into the chaplain, and we had the, <laughs> the impromptu prayer. <laughs> yeah. uh, crash night. Woke up in the morning and we're talking to Frank. I'm like, what are we, what are we gonna do here? He's like, I go, let's go back. I'm like, dude, you can't go back. He said that? He he back. can't go back. Yeah. He's on crutches. He can't walk. He's got a fucking yeah. hole in his leg. And uh I'm like, I'm going back. I was like, all right. So we look over uh to the uh the command post, like the big the big I call it regimental, I don't know, but regimental command post. And we walk in. Now there's some trying not to sound arrogant here, but like we were a task force HVT. It's cool, you know, so we, we could get away with a little bit of, a little bit more. You don't just walk into the main command post of Operation Phantom Fury and then right, start asking right. questions, it, you know what yeah. I mean? So what the fuck is going on right. here? <laughs> so we walk in, and, that, and that's exactly how it went. Come like, on. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, oh. My name's Corporal Wasnicki. I'm, I'm just trying to get back to my uh, unit. What fucking unit is that? I'm like, uh, Task Force HVT. As soon as I said that, it's like, come on in. <laughs> hey, come here. Look at this board. See this white little post? There's this white little, uh, uh, yeah, this, this little pin. Thumbtack. This yeah. white little thumbtack. White yeah, little thumbtack. Yeah, yeah. It says HVT on it. This is you guys. You're this right. is a building you guys are in right now. <laughs> See this red one? This is Bob's wife. What are you guys looking for? I'm like, I'm trying to get back in the city. He's like, all right, well, we got a convoy leaving at this time, whatever. Okay, I'll be back here, you know. So I go back and I had a hitchhike between like two or three convoys. And that's why I said the story. God, why is that such a fucking thing? Right? Because when I got hurt and I got sent back to the uh, to the green zone, the hospital in the green zone, dude, I had to find my own fucking way back to my unit. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. I feel like this should be a thing. I, I was just hanging out on the air, you know, where the helicopters land. And I was like, hey, where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to wherever. Is there like a taxi um, or something? Yeah. And it was like, you got room for another guy? Like, well, you got to lay on the litter. Like, whatever. And then I would go to whatever fucking town and I would be there for a day. And like, hey, is there anybody going to wherever the fuck we were? You know what I mean? Like, why did we have to hitchhike? It was such... Dude, it's crazy that we... Danny's sitting over there yeah, like he I'm had sure... to hitchhike, too. Oh, yeah. It's so ridiculous. There's something really cool Dan had about... to hitchhike overseas. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you guys going? Like, I don't There's know. UK's really fine. There's something cool when these things first start and... and they haven't micromanaged. They haven't managed yeah, to yeah, fuck exactly. it up. Yet. I know exactly yeah, yeah, where you're yeah, going yeah. with this. They yeah. haven't managed to screw it up. It, and because we're used to the the rules of everything, the big there's there's a the there's a process. The, there's a fucking the PT belts when yeah. you're just walking yeah. around. Nobody yeah. carries weapons around. I mean, it, they they micromanaged it because of other people's dumb decisions all the way down to this level. But when it first starts out, it's it's everybody's doing the best they can with what they have. Do you remember when we? We went down for the the Blackhawks uh, win. Yeah, yeah. We went down. Yeah. And we just drove down. We're like, there's like 10 ambulances. There's no way we're going to get a call. And th- they were gone in minutes. And yeah. we were like, and then we drove through and we're like going through the mob trying to get to this thing. He's talking and- about when we went mutual aid. 
to Chicago with the oh. Lincolnwood Ambulance for the Blackhawks. Well, Fredo's down there going, yeah. P90X, bitches! Yeah, oh, I was getting smashed. <laughs> <laughs> so, it... It's that same idea where it's, you just do the best you can with what you got. You use your training, and it's it's the real military. It's the real deal. It's not all of that rigid, organizational, overbearing structure. It's the real deal. That's the, re- the reason you got into fire service, the reason you got into military in the first place. And that hitchhiking story is so common to everybody yeah. that it's it, where you would stay somewhere. Hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to get back up to... Uh, Camp Cobra. Do you mind if I stay here tonight? Yeah. But it's so significant in the story. I feel. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you their names. Yeah. I can tell you their. I mean, it, it, I can tell you right now if you were sitting in this room, I would recognize them. Sure. Um, the guys I talked to, and I would, I, I was obviously spoiled because I was again like first world problems. I was I was the, the force recon marine right. coming back. You so were that guy. There was in the Marine Corps. There's a lot of love or hate. The recon community. You either love or hate the recon community. But uh, the guy, I mean, everyone treated me awesome. Besides the one problem with the gunny, which is pretty funny, um, worked itself out. But uh, uh, typical Marines, I mean, they knew they were on a mission. I was on a mission, and we were working together. Uh, that's what's the best thing about the Marine Corps. And I'm sure the Army operates the same way. Uh, it's just guys working together. It, a little off the record, off the key. I mean, they were, I'm sure I wasn't on their travel You're on their log, manifest. You know what I mean? You manifest but it's, it's right. also universal. Because you could tell this story. I, I could have jumped on an Army convoy in a second, and no problem whatsoever. Yeah. And you could also tell this story to your grandfather, and he would have a yeah, similar absolutely. one. He would have Good a, point. He hitchhiked. Yeah. More I, so. I guarantee Yes, it. not a doubt. At some point, some point in time, he hitchhiked from Bastogne back to, to <laughs> Foy. <laughs> That did the same thing. Yeah, and, and they have exper- those experiences. <laughs> those experiences are right. universal throughout the military, and and you'll hear them as you as you pass this down. There's some kind. Of, there's some kid today that goes, "Yeah, man, I had a fucking hitchhike all the way from Syria, all the way back. I had to take this kid." Yeah. Then, it's the same. It's it the same the, yeah. universality of that experience. Yeah, it, uh, it's a rite of passage. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. Um, so you took an Uber, <laughs> and you're. And now, how, how long did it take you to get back to your? To uh, your about guys? a day and a half, maybe yeah. two days. Yeah. And so you you showed up there and and. I showed up there with Mountain Dew and Animal Crackers. Nice. From the PX on Camp Fallujah. For my so guys. you were the hero. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. <laughs> you didn't get any new parts. Ah, nobody's. Oh my god. What? Was Rip It in yet? Rip It. No. Remember Rip It. Did you guys have that? No. You have it out. You have it out by one seventeen for sure. Rip any it? gas station. What is it? It's like the ghetto uh, Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, is it? Not yeah. even. Oh, I'm sure it's around there. One of Ed I favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take another break. This episode is brought to you by Rescue One CBD. Uh, go to rescueonecbd.com, and uh, if you. Uh, Use the um, the coupon code Bravest. You'll get twenty percent off their products. And again, it's zero point zero zero percent. How many zeros? Zero. That's a lot of zeros. That's, that's that's more than two zeros. That is three zeros of percent of THC. <laughs> it's a firefighter-owned business. Um, you can they'll send you a. Um, drug test kit with it and you can also scan the QR code because they make it in small batches and you can actually track 
the batches of CBD oil. And I know, Danny, you were talking about that you love CBD oil. You've been using it. <laughs> I and love it. We're gonna we're it. gonna get you a uh, a bottle of Rescue One CBD oil. And uh, we also wanted to thank uh, Lost Before Arrival for our intro music and outro music and our commercial music. Uh, uh, Andrew yeah, Knock was kind enough to come in here and record uh, those. Uh, he came in here with his guitar, and it was re- actually a really cool session. We had a couple drinks, and he laid down all these tracks that we use uh, on pretty much everything on this podcast. So thank you, Andrew. You can find him on Facebook at Loss Before Arrival. And uh, like always, uh, if you guys don't go to our website, uh, Steve will be mad. So um, uh, Chicago's Bravest Stories. And he studies professional wrestling, so yeah, you're, so, you're going to be worried about this guy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Rescue One CBD, type in Bravest, and um, go to Rescue One, the number one, CBD.com. And I mean, Dan, what what do you what do you like about CBD oil? I mean, you were raving about it. Uh, it all those little aches and pains are go away from me, and my sleep is ridiculous. And I, do you still have those ridiculous dreams? Yes, you do. See, it, 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 it's, it's crazy, nice right? Yeah. yeah, it is like like you wake up and it's like you've watched a two hour like colorful, vivid, ridiculous movie, and it's great. Like I try to go back to sleep when I wake up because I'm like. This dream is too good. Do you remember ephedrine, like the bodybuilding thing when yeah. everybody was on that? Yeah. And that was for me, that was all uh, horror movies. <laughs> that, the ephedrine, whatever it did, whatever. It was, it, was like watching, it was like watching fucking Rob Zombie's discography. It, <laughs> it was, I had some really bad ones. And then with this, with the CBD, I do get the dreams. They're colorful, but it's not. They're not horror shows. They're awesome. They're, yeah, it's, it's nice right. dreams. So I this episode hear, not I brought hear to you by a Ephedrine. Nice <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they're, the they're the most random, like, you would never put these no. things that happen in these CBD dreams. Mm. But, but, you know, they do, I mean, the reason you're having those is because you're actually finally getting, like, really Absorbing deep Absorbing some, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's awesome. We, we, my wife, and we've kind of, discovered and, and since we're not long, no longer being tested and, and we've kind of delved into that realm, uh, not with the THC, but a lot with the CBD and it, every night. And I don't, I'm not exaggerating. Every night we'll be, uh, we do like cupping or whatever I'll do, like put the, rub the CBD on our shoulders and we cupping this across it. This is going to get real weird. I want, no, you I want to hear what cupping is. The, <laughs> yeah, the, no, I'm yeah. So we'll do the cupping <laughs> and then you do active cupping where you have the big ones in your suck it or you heat it up and then you go across and it leaves big bruises and yeah. but it really it's, helps. It's a hickey is basically yeah, what it is. Hickey. Yeah. So I have bad knees, bad ankles and I'm I I really use it a lot, especially on all that stuff. It's not a miracle. It's not gonna take you from ten down to zero, but it'll take three points off of that nagging, aching it's it's all the little tiny yeah. aches and pains that yep. you know mm-hmm. it, it's not gonna fix those Seriously. big aches. Try but, it. It's good shit. Yeah. So uh, thanks again, uh, Rescue One CBD Rescue, I'm the number really one CBD.com. So you make it back. Um, is anything significant that happens between then and January 3rd? <laughs> oh, boy. Between then and January 3rd, no. But if you're talking about January 3rd, yes. Uh, um, it's something, yeah. I mean, so, that, that's a big one for you. Very, uh, it, uh, it might probably, have been the biggest, yeah. Probably the most significant thing that happened to you during your military, right? You're going to have to... 
we'll get we'll get there yeah. we'll get there together <laughs> you're gonna have to bear with me on this one this one's gonna be tough yeah i mean that you know we kind of saved this one for last kind of work our way up but the um, uh well it's just kind of way it went uh yeah so after fallujah after i got back to the after i hitchhiked back and got back to the company there wasn't much more action for us they were still in the building i was in when i got wounded really yeah and moved oh, well we had such a good point of vantage we didn't need to move further for sure. the grunts to move further yeah uh it was well enough into the operation where it, it, the city was ours right we just There's had no a, we just had a it was nice of them to. to leave that for you huh well it was nice because that's really the turning point with me where i was uh and i would i don't want to say the downslope but i was having a hard time yeah. yeah for sure okay um did a couple more raids uh, in the Fallujah area. We did a react for a uh, kind of a famous raid, uh, but that ended up not making it in there, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, they had solved the problem before we got there. Um, but to you, just a lot of same shit, different day, sort of? It actually was minimal in the Fallujah area after that. The, the majority of the battle was settled. For us, yeah. um, once the they pushed through the end of the, end of the city, the grunts still had to do the fine tuning. Right. But our job is that our support area with the Overwatch and everything was done. The grunts still had their fucking hands full. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. They were they weren't done. We were done. Right. Uh, they they still had plenty of work left to do. And, and you guys are Overwatch for these guys then. We or were at this up point? until okay. up until then. January, now yeah. now it's about the time we're done and now. They've so gone, are rat, they've are gone for you. fast through everything, and now they're fine-tuning everything. Okay. At least that's my understanding of how sure. the operation went. Yeah. And so what what were you doing on January 3rd? Like, uh, so Were you leaving that, is, that building? This is, uh, no. No, this is completely different. Uh, it's going to take a minute to explain. We were preparing for a raid for... I'm not going to say the name. Um, a, for a target. For, for a target. Or I said there, I, uh, we use Rocky terms. Um, it was a number four target. Ivan Drago? It was not Ivan Drago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good guess, though. He obviously wasn't number right. four. Right. Uh, if he dies, he dies. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so you guys are gearing up to so to go. We had a raid going. And this was going to be a daytime, nighttime? Nighttime raid. Okay. I, I, we only went out one time during the day, and that was... Didn't work out. Yeah, that was dumb. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's because we had to. Um, the uh, nighttime raid, go after number the number four target, the number four HVT. The, uh, we're en route. We're going. We're geared up. Ready to hit the building. We had all the intel, all the little briefs and everything. We're going, and all of a sudden, we got a cell phone hit. For you a, guys on foot at this time? No, we were in vehicles in, okay. at the time. Humvees, up armored, uh, some armored, some not. Mixture. Uh, we got a cell phone hit for a high value target. As we're going, it's just literally like at the exact time we got this intel. Bear with me here. I'm trying to get the timeline right. We had the whole time we had unmanned aerial vehicles flying over us uh, for uh, uh, not intel camera for view. 
as we're getting this intel, we get the, the cell phone hit at this house in the middle of the middle of the, we'll call it the Fallujah suburbs, outskirts, long rural area. Intel says that vehicles leave that building. Vehicles are coming towards us. This is changing everything. I was going to say, you guys change gears in the right way? or Everything changes. Okay. Initial, initial mission is completely on hold. We're going for the going for this building up, yeah there's a little bit of delay in my vehicle these these target vehicles pass us literally on the on this dirt road oh shit they pass, this is how like Fast. this is happening this, this now things moving yeah all of a sudden we're on the radio like brake vehicle brake vehicle stop them like to the point where they almost crash into them to stop them and how, how strong are you guys during this raid Five vehicles. Let's say we're. This is at, this is post. Guys. Uh, that'd be generous because this yeah. is post Fallujah. So you're. We like, lost one, two, three, four, five, five in Fallujah. Um, we're hurting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'd say almost maybe twelve. And that'd be generous. Um, These vehicles. This are is small. Yeah. Okay. This is small. Um, they the lead the rear vehicles hit the. Hit the target vehicles enough in time, thank God, and they got them. I don't remember how many guys, say three or four. Sure. Yeah. Tie them up, throw them in the vehicle, keep heading towards the target. Remember, the target's in a rural area, so it's all desert around it. So imagine. So they're going to know you're on the way. Well, they're going to see you coming. That's, that's, that's about to happen. <laughs> um, the... So we stop far away, where they we can't see it. We start coming in. Well, back then, the unmanned air vehicles weren't as uh, as awesome, advanced as now. So if you had an unmanned unmanned (laughs) air vehicle flying over your scene, all you heard was a no (laughs) shit. Yeah, you hear that over the desert, you know something's up. And remember, this isn't. Joe Schmo IED maker. We're going after high value targets at the time. So we dump the vehicles. We start walking in, and they tell us there's I don't remember the number, so I'm just gonna say like six or seven. Six. We'll say six. I don't remember for sure. Six people outside with weapons. Game on. Sure. All right. This isn't this isn't bullshit now. We've already confirmed weapons. Everyone, everyone in this house is dying. Period. That's what we're walking into this. We've already we're past that. Get a little closer. Still don't still don't have the building in sight. Humming stops from the UAV. And all of a sudden they tell us everybody went inside. Fuck. That's not good. This is gonna be a thing. I'd, not, I'd much rather have them outside. Oh yeah. Yeah. So start walking up. We get closer. We get regroup, we get we're right there now. We're getting ready for the hit. And it happens to us again, which I meant to share this story earlier, but we hit, uh, we get ready to hit the building and we go. We hit the prayer room. Prayer room is attached to the building, but there's only an exterior entrance. 
There's no way into the into the rest of the building from the room. Think of it from a firefighter aspect. That's a big deal. Big fucking deal. One way in, one way out right. from there. Yeah. And now we lost the element of surprise. So we come out. We hit the. We come around the corner. We go in. Nobody in the first room. We make entrance in the second room. I think it was Mike. Justin made it through. To the past second room, and Tom made entrance and got shot. This is and Tom Hauser. Tom Hauser. Okay. Did did you know he was hit? Not yet. Or you you're you're too far I'm, back. I'm like six or seven man at this time. Okay. And this is where we get bogged down. We got three guys: a platoon commander, Ed, platoon sergeant. Uh, platoon commander Skipper, platoon sergeant was Ed, and a uh, third guy. Um, forgive me, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and struggle. I can't remember his name. Uh, he's standing in the doorway. We got bogged down, which is like textbook. You don't do it, it but it's, it's what happened. Um, so we couldn't get it in the room, and they're shooting. There's targets in the room. They were. They had a machine gun down, from what my understanding. They had a machine gun down the stairs in the room. And a couple shooters in the room. They threw a couple grenades as we're as I was trying to get in. The enemy? Yeah. And uh, Skipper and Gunny are shooting. Uh, oh, boy. They're all shooting. Uh, all three of them are shooting. I don't know. I, I assume the other guys that are passed in the next room that are kind of stuck in there are shooting. I, I don't know for sure. And somehow something happened. We got pushed back. So at the time, we got two guys stuck in a room past the shooters. Tom's down, and we're all out of the house. We pull out. We lost. I mean, it, there is no stopping when clearing a room. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's like water. You pour the water and it flows through. Wise. So you went into a room. That room was clear. The first and you, room. The first room. Yeah. Then you went into another room and you met fire. Yeah. And then you had to back all the way out of the house? Yeah. Okay. But there Got was, there was a couple guys in the ahead first, of you, though, right? We stopped in the first room. Right. But, but then they were, thank you. As, as you were making your way into the second room, you yeah. got enemy fire, and then you had to back up all the way out of the house. Correct. Okay, got it. Okay. And you guys were cut off from those other guys that were inside, or the two guys were in the room that made it past. Yeah. yeah, those two guys made uh, it in. Still in. Okay. The far room. Got okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, this is where it gets really confusing. Please bear oh, with me. I'm trying yeah. to get this in There's the right a lot going on. order. Um, uh, couple grenades were thrown. Skipper was hit in the hand, shot in the hand. Gunny was hit in the stomach with shrapnel from the grenade. I'm mad. I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. I can't fucking believe it. It'll come to you. Chad. Chad. 
Jad got shot in the helmet, actually right next to his eyes, the little push out for the ears. He got shot in the helmet. For the fucking... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where it bumps out for your yeah, ears? Yeah, where the damn headphones go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we pulled, we dragged them all out in that first room. I started throwing hand grenades in. We pulled them out, out of the building. How, how big is this room that the enemy's in right now? The first room was probably like... Like a residential bedroom? No, God, no. Even, uh, even smaller than that? Smaller. Uh, first room was maybe eight by eight. No, no. Uh, six by eight. Second room was probably... Second room we call it a residential, 10 by 10. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just why I don't, there's no closets. There's or no like, furniture. So there's these no These guys closet. are just standing in there. That's where they got caught in that position, and they're just... They just got caught, yeah. You got them cornered, and they're just shooting their way out. Yeah. They were okay. just waiting for us. They knew we were yeah. coming. They heard the UAV. I mean, it... So we're out. We're around the corner. We're treating, treating Gunny. Skipper's okay, even though he was shot in the hand. He's managing himself. Big Gunner, head. Gunny's hurt bad. He's got some big, big shrapnel in his stomach. <laughs> we, we're packaging him up, and we go to lift him up, and I lift the the litter, the like the tarp yeah. thing oh, to yeah. lift him. Yeah. And I don't know who I was. Might have been Shep. I don't know. Lifts his the strap on his shoulder instead of the litter. Like he was wrong. So we go to lift him, and he twists the fuck out of him. Oh, oh Jesus. And, he, oh, is he motherfuck us. <laughs> he gets up, and he walks. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you, idiots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I go back to getting on the stack, because John Boy, uh, we call him, call him Billy, uh, is holding rear security. And, and I know. <laughs> And as he's doing that, we see an M4 stick out from the door and start shooting. And it, for some reason, it made sense to me. I, I thought it was Tom's. You thought it was Tom shooting? Tom, no. Or you thought that somebody, that one of the the Iraqis uh, took his I thought weapon. Tom was dead. I, I thought one of, it was an uh, enemy. Shooting uh, using Tom's weapon, which is actually pretty significant because that could pierce any armor we have. Um, John Boy uh, grabs the muzzle as he's shooting, and he's like, "Wow, it's frag him!" I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't want to do that." That sounds like <laughs> I I did. I I pulled out the probably one of the most scared I've ever been. <laughs> I, I pulled out a, a, frag, a grenade, and I pulled a pin, and I actually milked it. And we, we you talk about it. You, you, you say, you're, I mean, you, you can't train with it. What was your count? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I gave you a number. Um, probably, probably two or three. Yeah. But, uh uh, Welcome to how Trader has most recent child. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, deep cut. Thousand one, deep thousand two. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you say that remind me of my first jump story story, uh, oh. jump school story. I'll tell you that. But uh, so I milk it and I throw it in there and it goes off. 
and all I, I think I remember the rifle coming with Billy, you know, John Boy. Well, I, I hope that worked. I hope I didn't hurt Tom. <laughs> but uh, we spread out and uh, talked about making reentry. So this is where it gets kind of confusing. Uh, we had detainees from when we hit the vehicles right. coming in their originals, in their original route. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't even realize the two guys were still in there, two guys alive. Yeah. Tom was hit. We didn't know what his status was. I'm pulled back. At this point, we've pulled Gunny and Skipper to the medevac vehicle. We've called an air. And I always get a kick out of this because we call an air. It was like, is the LZ clear? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's clear. Here we go. I want my guys. Bro, I out have here. so many stories about that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You being a medic. <laughs> I, want, I have so many stories about that. I want That's my guys amazing. out of here now. It's been clear for fucking 12 hours. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, there's children playing out there. It's fine. Right, so, right, right. Jimmy. That's how you come flying it. You motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> Jimmy set up the landing zone. Fucking textbook. Jimmy. Flat out fucking hero. Gunslinger. He uh, set up the landing zone. Some way I found out, I found myself in the vehicle, in the Humvee with... Uh, the uh, skipper and the gunny. I was kind of like pissed. I'm like, oh, fuck, I get stuck with this. You know, we still got stuff going on in the house. And uh, they're talking to me. And it's kind of small talk, you know. They're hurt bad. You know at this point, this isn't no go back to Fallujah, take a day and come back. Right. These guys are going take home. This is my platoon commander and my platoon sergeant. This is our two bosses. This is this is extremely significant. And uh my platoon commander asked me, he goes, Hey, make sure you go in my footlocker. He grabbed the book and the pictures of my wife out. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's clear that's my fair. browser history. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. grab the pictures of my wife and don't let anybody else see them. No problem. So at this time, something happens. I got I'm gonna Choose my words very carefully. I'm treating Gunny and Skipper and the uh, rest of my platoon, which I agree with completely, grab the detainees that we already had in our custody and enter the building. To uh, worst case scenario, if they have to uh, discuss a trade, like kind of let Negotiate. us get let us get time out. Sure, yeah. yeah. Something happened uh, where it didn't work out too well, and they got uh, got into another firefight. When that happened, I was in the vehicle with uh, Gunning Skipper, and I heard. Think about what we talked about earlier. I heard it, a bunch of rounds go off. Somebody hot mic'd, like on the fire ground. 
yeah. you know what I'm thinking about? Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of rounds go off, and I heard somebody say, ow. <laughs> Fuck. Somebody else just got hit. I'm like sick to my stomach. Comes out. They get time out. Get, get everybody out. Bring Tom the medevac vehicle. We load up everybody. Tom's passed. And uh, we end up backing up. We uh, dropping a 500-pound bomb on the building, which pisses me off because we found out there's like a million dollars American cash in there afterwards. But uh, How'd you dri- get the two guys that were... They, after we got, after that second contact, they ran out. Uh, so we come home. There were still a couple detainees left. There was, we, we lost a couple detainees. And uh, we get back. And I, for some reason, I, I, I'm not sure why it happened. Uh, I was the first one back in the tent, and a couple of the rear, not rear guys, because I don't want to insult them, but like the guys attached to our platoon and headquarters and stuff like that were in our platoon, were in our tent. Support guys, yeah. Yeah. Um, And they were looking at me like, I mean, they heard everything on the radio. They knew what the fuck was going on. And I walk in, and I wanted nothing nothing to do with what was going on because out in front with the detainees, because it might have went a different direction, but. I come in, I sit down, I throw my shit down, and I'm just sitting there thinking. Now we lost time. Skipper's Skipper's going home. Gunny's going home. Thank God. Thank God we had Ed, Ed our, our company Gunny. His best friend was kind of like with us all along. We had another Gunny with us, picked up. Right where we left off. Right in. Yeah. Best friends, like they were, like literally, we never skipped a beat. We literally lost our entire command structure that night. I'm sitting there, I'm fucking like seeing red. Yeah, you're over it. Shep walks in. Shep's got the cot next to me, and I, Dan knows my Shep stories, and it's not gonna hit home yet because I haven't told so many Shep stories, but. uh the significance of this human being is unreal. He uh, he sits down next to me and he looks at me and he's like, look at him, he's like thinking. He's thinking really hard. If you knew Shep, he's not. A, he's not a thinker. Not a thinker. <laughs> he's a you doer. Like Shep's a sh- Shep is a straight-up gunfighter. I, yeah. I envy him to so many levels. I look at him, he's like struggling with something. I'm like, fuck. This guy's not okay. Yeah. Are you okay? I was like, no. He goes, did you hear that? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like somebody said, ow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what? I did hear that. Somebody hot mic. I did, I did it. I thought that was one of you guys getting hit. He goes, yeah, I know, I know. He goes, this is the same thing Nate said on the roof from Fallujah. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I, that's what I thought. Like, uh, what the fuck? He's like, huh. He's like, no, that was the guy I lit up. I, I shot the shit out of some guy with my my with my saw, his machine gun. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, huh? Maybe we're not that different. 
<laughs> and he gets up and walk away. I'm like, this sick motherfucker. Sure, I, I, I yeah. Yeah. He's got a, he's the got whole a time I, he I, set I me up. <laughs> he took the advantage of the significant situation yeah, yeah, and he yeah. set me up. Yeah, he saw you fucking. Oh, well, hook line. He sinker. saw you and needed to reset it. I, and that that would carry more weight if I sh- if I shared twenty other chef stories before oh, but this, but. No, we get it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that was that was a tough night, um, for sure. The thing about Tom, was, so here's the difference between uh, between Tom and Dave. When Dave Hauser was killed, Dave was a uh, textbook marine, like Dave Caruso. Dave Caruso, textbook marine. Literally by the book. Completely professional. Squared away. Yeah. Fucking. Like he would drink, not to excess, not like your stereotypical Marine. You know, not said, like you're I, doing right now. Yeah. No. yeah no, like, <laughs> I no, said textbook, not stereotypical. Right. <laughs> um, completely successful. He's the guy that won in Iraq. He literally wrote to every single NFL team and asked them about their lifting regimen, their workout regimen. Huh. Every single team in the NFL responded. No shit. Come on. Except for the Bears. Get the fuck. Really? Out. That's oh, fair. Man. And it killed him because he's he's from Naperville. Yeah. 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 First time we talked, he said he was from Chicago. I said, "Oh, where at?" He said, "Naperville." I said, "Oh, no, no, no." Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was don't start that shit. Yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. No, you're, you're gonna win this fight. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they called him the machine for a reason. That was his nickname. <laughs> was, I was not gonna pick a fight with him. Yeah. Uh, completely professional, squared away, solid. Like, Tom Hauser was different. He wasn't your textbook marine by any means. Uh, I always, the way I explain Tom Hauser is I can be in a room and uh, I feel like I can act like I belong. I don't care if it's, I'm trying not to be too crazy here. I get be in a room full of black guys, white guys, Hispanic guys, Jewish guys, Gay, straight. I don't. I don't care what you are, what you believe in. I. I can. I feel like I can fit in. Sure. But I'm faking it. I'm. I'm not real. Tom. Would walk in a room, and everybody would be his best friend. And it was real. That's why Tom's was so hard. Gotcha. And, and so Tom was one of your, like, your close buddies in the Marine Corps, right? Like, you you and Tom were... Yeah. I think personality-wise, I was more like Dave. Yeah. But I was more, Tom I was guess, friends, guy. yeah, with Tom. Uh <laughs> the way I like to explain Tom is two things. And this is not supposed to be a negative thing whatsoever. He could literally bottle, down a bottle of James Beam in one chug. <laughs> zero. Zero. Uh, like, that is a fact. There's no <laughs> There's no buffer there. There's a, I've seen Period. It. Uh 
Well, I mean, I, I want people to understand the significance of Tom Hauser to you because your son, right? Yeah. Um, whose name is Tom. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it, it, it kind of shows the significance of what Tom meant to you. And, yeah. You know, you guys. And are, that was a really hard choice between Tom and Dave. I mean, if I if I put it down on paper, I, I I'm probably in the forties about how many guys I've known that have have passed. I'm sure these guys are close to the same thing. But uh, it came down to Tom and Dave just because the the connection I had with them. Like I said, I was more like Dave, but the significance of the personality with Tom. I joke about the 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 drinking with Tom. That's just for fun. I just envied how his personality really just carried him. I feel like Tom is the guy that we all aspire to be. But you're you're never gonna be if, that guy. You know what I'm my, saying? It, it, and it's so easy to put this on guys that have passed and been killed with an action, and it happens so often now, and it it upsets me. Uh, but it's so so true for this. Instance, yeah. it, it, it bugs. It, it just, uh, I don't know. It's hard to put into words. Uh, and he's as much as a goofball Tom was, a fucking thinker. And I, I, I've been lucky enough to think with him. Like I, he come to my room and say something like, "Hey," like as much as a goofball he was. I'd be like, hey, it's my girlfriend's birthday. Like, All right, what do you do? I don't know. I was thinking something simple. Like what? He goes. Well, I was going to rent a limo and do a 70s night and go to the strip clubs. <laughs> but, <laughs> he just lived for the now. Like, but, but he can, I mean, it's, I hope I'm, I'm, hope I'm explaining it good enough because he's it, not just some beer drinking, we, strip we, club going guy. He's me, like, Brian, you, we, he we literally walked in the room and owned it. Yeah, no, and uh, I figure the way I, the, what, what finally, uh, Gave me the choice to name my son Tom instead of Dave was, and that was a struggle in itself. Like, how do you pick one right. or the other? Yeah. Right. And I could pick Fribley, Klein. Yeah, I could, it's so many different names I could right. pick. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. Um, was just the fact, one, that I thought I was more like Dave. And two, I figure if he could be a quarter or half what Tom was. I consider him a success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, man, I, I I can't tell you how awesome it is to, like, have you share that with us. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I've i never met the guy, but he sounds like a guy I would love to sit down like we're doing right now. Oh, God. Have a glass of whiskey and shoot the shit, you know. Or a bottle. How, <laughs> yeah. where's, where's Tabata? Hmm? Where's Tom from? He's from Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah. West coast, uh, west coast of Iowa. Uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Okay. It's right on the border of Nebraska. What's your best story, Tom? Best story, Tom? Yeah. Come on. Uh, probably. That you don't mind talking about. No, I <laughs> I, I, told Vince I, I had a real struggle with doing this whole thing, and I knew why, but uh, I told him the one rule, I'm if I do it, the one rule I'm going to have is – Nothing's off limits. So 
if I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Sure. Uh, honestly, I'm, two things. It's going to be tough. Oh. <laughs> uh, that night when he wanted to do a party for his girlfriend, yeah, uh, the, the '70s party, '70s theme. With a stri- wait, you want to rent a limo and go? I mean, you're talking about Jacksonville, North Carolina. This oh, is yeah. like high end strip club, right? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's just a genius. Pure, pure, pure <laughs> genius. genius. You know? <laughs> uh, no, my favorite memory about Tom is that raid. I was in the same vehicle as him. Coincidence, because yeah. we weren't in the same team, uh, and we just looked at it. You ready? You're ready, and we just did like the cheesy knuckles, you know? yeah, yeah, fist bump knuckles thing, you know. And uh, it wasn't till after we're in the vehicles returning, we already dropped the building, you know, everything's over. And uh, I got on the radio and I said, "Hey, we have a," and I wasn't up armored. I was in a heavy armored vehicles. Not all of our vehicles were armored at the time. Right. I goes, "Hey, we have a open seat in the armored vehicle." And I realized what I just fucking said yeah. on the radio. It's like, fuck. Shit. But that, the raid with Tom and the, the party for his girlfriend. Yeah. Probably my two best ones. Yeah. Danny, do you uh, lose anybody, too? Do you have anybody oh, close boy. to you? Yeah. 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 Uh, interesting thing that he, that Waz brought up, and I think that I've had similar things, where the... Fracker and Fleischer were great guys, and they were. I was an old guy. I, if you saw pictures of me, I had gray beard. And I was an, <laughs> I was an old man at the time, and they were they were kids. We call them the kids. Um, there was one guy I didn't know him as well as I would have liked to know him. Uh, his last name was Fernandez, and he was he was the fat kid that could. Every unit has a fat kid oh, yeah. that could. Yeah, and uh, Fern. Fern was that I was guy. that fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck right. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was the guy that, that when we talked to his family and we talked to his friends and everybody, and everybody talks about him, remembers him, he was the, the big guy in basic training that came in. He's Hawaiian, so he was 6'3", sure. 270 pounds. He was a big guy. Yeah. And he was right at the very end of the PT run, but he still made it. Yeah. He was just barely past a PT, PT test. He lost 60 pounds of basic training, and he helped other guys to do it. He was the, right. And when he died trying to save somebody else, and the thing with him is he was a better man than, than, than a lot of the guys that died. He was a better man than, than me. Because of how far he had come. And how, far, and how he lived. Right. He was a, he was a genuinely, genuinely good guy. Right. And... There's other guys that are are good guys, and they and they embody what like a, what a good yeah, like dude a, is. Uh, Gary but, Vasquez died uh, a year after I gotten out when I was in medic school. I went to his yeah. I went to his uh, wake and funeral, and he was a he was a good guy, but he was a cool guy. Tatted up, he was he was a really good jujitsu fighter. Could be an a hole. Yeah, you know he was he was it's fun to, ha- fun yes. to hang out with. Yes, and like yeah. But Fern was the other end. He was always a genuinely nice guy. 
that, that nobody said a bad thing about him. He helped everybody. He made everybody Close better. off his back. Made everybody better around him. And his loss hit the team harder than anyone's. It hit it harder than anyone's. We had, I had, I have really, it, really different uh, experience. I went to Afghanistan first. Uh, while Waz was doing all this in uh, the first part, no, the first part of the war. Oh. The, the team that I first was assigned to was uh, Operational, Det Operational Detachment Alpha 391. And they were in an area called Debecca Pass. And it was a famous battle. And a regiment of, of uh, Iraqi Republican Guard charged at this area. And they were, had elevated ground. They were about 3,000 meters out. And they had superior firepower. They had javelins and they had 50s. And they held off an Iraqi tank regiment with for three days with javelins and 50s. And Jesus Christ. Without losing a guy. So... They had, they were, at the time, their Kurds, they were called the Peshmerga, and they had Peshmerga support behind them, and an A-10 went over and bombed their Peshmerga, and straight from, they killed 30, 30, I don't know the exact number, 30, 40 guys. Sure. And so they didn't lose an American in that fight, and they lost 30 Peshmerga from friendly fire. So that was... Can I jump in? Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to give it a lot of negative press to the A-10. <laughs> Let's just say plane. Plane. No, plane. I'm very specific because when we go up to Wisconsin, my son sees one on the left side of the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Volo, and he, and he goes, yeah. he goes, Dad, is that the plane that shot you in the butt? <laughs> That's awesome. The fact that he knows that blows uh, my mind. But uh, don't get me wrong, A10 is saved. Thousands, if not millions of, of yeah. uh, not millions, thousands and thousands of Marines and Army and soldiers sure. and Absolutely. Airmen, everything. Sure, yeah. So there, it, anytime you do close air support, it's one thing if you're flying over a target and dropping bombs on you. When you're doing close air support, you're, you're, des you're designated. It is, look at the term. You're close to the ground. You're close to the ground troops. So it, it's a very hazardous area. So I don't want to just completely be negative about that. You asked me ten years ago, I might have had a different opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but that's just I wanted to throw it in there. You, you, you so, disagree with me if you want. So <laughs> no, I, I don't disagree. So this group of guys, uh, they came out of that battle. They were all awarded uh, silver stars. They sat in on, they were in the president's <laughs> box or somehow at the <laughs> State of the Union address in uh, oh. Four oh three, whatever it was, the next the next year, whatever. God bless him. And uh, so then here comes young Dan with his dog. <laughs> Hi guys. Younger. Uh, so I literally fell in with these like grizzled bearded, you know, and they'd all been with each other. They'd been through the war, and they took me in and in, and and enveloped me. Yeah. And it, it was the most amazing thing. I bet. And it was it was so to cool have that knowledge, to be, that experience. Because yeah. I looked up to them like they're oh. right, right, and they were like, man, fuck, come on, <laughs> right, right, and, yeah, right. And that same experience you did, there, hey, come on in, come on in. Where were you at? Oh, I'm sick of bad. Oh, you're a bad boy. And uh, the, the, they right away fit right in. Can I interrupt yeah. you again? You know, you, you hear always hear a lot about the uh, Marine Corps, Army, all that bullshit, blah blah blah. I already talked about it already. Moose Sealy, 
Mike Sealy, my platoon commander in the grunts. Like, I think I've, I, I don't know if I said it while we were recording or not. Probably the most significant male in my life. Wow. Yeah. That, that's significant. Yeah. Um, he flat out said, he goes, the most, most significant, the best courses he took in the military were Marine Corps Scout Sniper School and Army Ranger School. Now, we're talking about a man that was a recon man. That means he went through a recon school. So the fact that he went through ranger school, he wore the tab. Inside of his... Inside, underneath the... You can't wear the, the yeah. ranger tab on a Marine Corps uniform. Yeah. Oh, really? You can't. It's no. not allowed. Oh. It's not an option. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, well, he wore it. And he's not the uniform Nazi kind of guy. He's the, a, yeah. But it, that was common practice that they put it under the... Marines like, do. Uh, yeah. Marines do. Marines you can't, stitch you can't wear them. Upside down. So because can, the Marines... Oh, just like a little ID badge? There Marines respect the Ranger School that much, so that's coming. I'm telling you, that's sure. coming from a guy that went through recon school. Said Marine Corps Sniper School and Army Ranger School were the, were the best courses he ever went to. What about you, Alfredo? Just like you were talking about, uh, you know, you lost the guy and you lost the guy. My buddy, I call him my buddy Wit, but I really didn't even know him that well. We got. I don't remember if we got there April 22nd or if we pushed out to Baghdad April 22nd, but it was the same damn day that I joined the Army, April 22nd, April 23rd. That's how you remember the day. Yeah. <laughs> so I joined up April 22nd, April 23rd, whatever you, and then we pushed out or we got to Kuwait the same day, whatever. And we made it a year and I thought we were done and we got extended three more months. So... April 22nd, April 23rd, hey, Caballero, you're going on a, on a convoy with these fucking guys from wherever to wherever. Fuck. All right, fine. So I go, and uh, Wit is the driver of the Humvee that I'm going to be in. And we're just escorting vehicles to some other fucking camp with, that got supplies, whatever. And our Humvee gets T-boned. It was, it was like a friendly vehicle. Our Humvee gets T-boned on a bridge. We spin out. Got T-bone from a friendly? Yeah. So we were on a bridge, and we were staggered. And I think the 18-wheeler that was behind us, like, spun out and hit us and spun us out and then T-boned us. And we spun out on the bridge. We ended up on the edge of the bridge, and uh, I I was knocked out. I don't remember what the hell happened. But Wit was the driver. He ended up smashing his face on the steering wheel, opened up his door, fell into the river, Ended up drowning. Yeah. So, Wit dies. The gunner breaks a bunch of ribs, punctures a lung. He goes home. The TC uh, breaks his shoulder, his elbow, whatever. He goes home. I separate my shoulder. I tear up my knee. I fuck up my back. They send me back. And this like, is what I was telling you. Are you are you gonna like keep on crying about this? So are you gonna, like, so are you gonna make this a no, thing? No, it's fine. Or... It's fine. I'm and good. This is what I was telling you, right? I get sent back to the green zone, and uh, thankfully, we had this first sergeant Riles. Uh, he was our first sergeant on our company for when we were back in the rear at Fort Polk. He was our first sergeant for like. 
three months, and he was so squared away. Like, you knew this guy was so squared away that they were going to pick him up to start major. So I was like, he's only going to be here for a little while. So I'm just going to snatch this guy up. Like, he was that fucking guy. And sure enough, three months later, they snatched him up, they promoted him to sergeant major, and he was fucking gone. So I'm at the green zone in Baghdad after I go to the hospital and they do the x-rays and whatever. And uh, they they cut my pants apart, right, because my leg is bleeding because my knee's fucked up. They cut my top apart because my shoulder separated. They put it in a sling. They checked on my back, whatever. They release me from the ER. They're like, hey, go to this tent, medical holding, whatever. And I'm walking down the hall with this crutch, and I hear, Caballero, is that you, you motherfucker? And I turn around, <laughs> and it's First Sergeant Riles. He's now Command Sergeant Major Riles, right? What are you fucking doing here? And I'm like, oh, man, I got hurt, blah, blah, blah. He's like, come with me, man. He gets me a whole new uniform. It doesn't have any tags on it or whatever. He's like, come hang out with me every day to do the rounds and then, like, figure out how you're going to get back to your camp. Cool. So for the next three days, I just hang out with him. You know what I mean? We're just bullshitting. You know, we go to the chow hall. We're first in line because he's a sergeant major. Fuck these poor people behind Yeah, right to the front of the line. I wonder what all the poor people are standing. Yeah, you're like, fucking, you're like muffin people as they fucking here. Dude takes care of me for three days, man. And finally, I catch a couple rides. I make it back to my camp, you know, whatever. But I got Wit's name you know, tattooed on me because even though I didn't know the guy, I feel like whatever the hell he did after we got hit by that truck, he saved Kept the rest guy. of us somehow. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Whatever he fucking did matter. to keep that vehicle on the bridge so we didn't all go over. Doesn't matter, yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, uh... Right on. So the, how, long, how long were you in? I did four active and then six in the National Guard. So around 11. Did you ever get deployed with the National Guard? Uh, to Guatemala, but that wasn't a real deployment. That was right, a fucking right. vacation. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the stories that they Those were cool shirts. Yeah, those were I, uh, I almost, I almost, I was very close. The only thing that really held me back was the fact the rumors of the Chicago Fire Department having a test because that yeah. was my end goal all along. Uh, I was very, very close, and I want to, I can't under, underestimate that enough uh, to reenlisting and going to the Navy. And being a corpsman, and, yeah, uh, I had it set up where I could have done a the recon corpsman. I could have done the eighteen, oh. yeah, the eighteen Delta course, and went right to the second force and done the the recon corpsman. Yeah, and so the, the, as very very close to that. The other crazy thing is that I was uh, my before we got deployed, I wanted to go eighteen Delta with the one sixtieth, mm-hmm. right? The helicopter. I remember when. You were in Lincoln when we were, yeah. we were talking, talking about, about yeah, that. The yeah, helicopter, special that. forces, aviation regiment. So yeah. I was trying to be I, a special I remember forces, all that. Yeah. you know, flight medic. And uh, I was all ready to go. And then my unit got put on alert to deploy to Iraq. So that all went to shit. And uh, it was like, so we got extended in April. So it was March. And the guy, you know, I had a contact at the 160th. And he's like, yeah, man, as soon as you get back, we'll send you to Jun School, selection, blah, 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 all this shit, ready to go. And I got hurt. And he's like, uh, you know, I call him. He's like, can you do push-ups and this and that? I'm like, I can't do shit. My arm is fucked up. My back is fucked up. Oh, just re-enlist and we'll get you back in. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not no, re-enlisted for the regular army. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I do think about, like, how my life would be different if that hadn't happened. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be here 
but who knows what Think it would about be. All the time. Did you always want to get into the fire service? Once or is that I, something you got the bug after your military? Yeah, so once I became a medic, I was like, I like this, yeah. taking care of people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I went to medic school, and I rode with Chicago, and being around the guys and being around the ambulance, especially I was on the west side, uh, 15, I think it was, or 10. It's my house, those. yeah. Yeah, those guys were so fucking cool. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> they were. They were all so cool. Who They're are like, your precept? Or who is your... your uh... Do you have Jay? Yes. Oh, yeah. you, you had uh, JG. You had the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't beat that. And you legit had Ad, the best. And you had Adam, right? Jay and Adam. Oh, Jesus. that's who it was. Jay and Adam. Ying and Yang. Yeah. <laughs> and I, two of the best, right there. I was at that house, and the guys are cleaning. That's and where doing I'm all this Bullshit, yeah. and I'm like, hey man, you know, I'm trying to help clean the bathrooms. Like, kid, go, 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 study. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And we were the first in line to eat. A couple of times we would pull up on the apron and they would just hand us like eight plates of food and they're like, go eat at whatever fucking hospital you end up at. And I was like, these guys are so fucking cool. That's where I got the bug to be. Yeah. You know, when I uh, when I was a kid, I had like mutual family friends. Friends of mine's parents were assigned there. And I used to go visit to 117. Yeah. And I, pure matter of facts and coincidences... I end up. I, that's where I got assigned there. Like I, I couldn't believe that when that was on the list of places for me to pick. I'm like, yeah. holy fuck! I used to go visit there as a kid. Yeah. Well, did you go... get a pick because your academic award? I did. Nice. Yeah. nice. I, so, it, so, <laughs> but like for Waz to get academic award or oh, firefighting, right? So, <laughs> is that what he's trying to say? <laughs> what the fuck it's is this? Hey, you want, I mean, if you want, hey, hold on. Uh, uh, you want to talk about this? We oh, can talk about oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because uh, there was more to this okay. than you think. I want to hear it. I think uh, the right. I think the world <laughs> wants to hear it, Brad. Um, <laughs> the world. Sorry, I didn't mean to take me. But, <laughs> no, you're good. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how we segued into this, but uh, back when I went to re- recon school, remember we talking about Alex, the the older guy, the tough yeah. guy that I always look up to. Say thirty two. Going through recon school, smoked me and everything. He not only did he smoke me in anything PT, anything knowledge wise, any test we had, he would get a hundred. And if he didn't, he would argue it. <laughs> and he would get it changed. Holy fuck. I mean, this guy's amazing. This is a guy from I went through RIP with. I passed the screening, the interview, and everything, went to recon school for. And I'm like, this fucking guy, I look up to him. He's fucking great. He's Big guy, huge guy, tattoos, nicest guy in the world. Looks like the toughest guy in the world, nicest guy in the world. He uh, would argue with the instructors in the grading. Like, what about all this and this? And he he would get it changed, and it fucking fascinated me. So between that and reading a book, uh, Boyd, about an Air Force pilot, who the Marines kind of adopted as one of their own because of the way he thought, he thought the Marine Corps way, he talks about when he uh, taught in the Air Force, uh, Air Force, what they called Top Gun, but the Air Force, Air Force version. And there's a guy that went through and actually graduated uh, with 100%. Like, those are my two goals between <laughs> Boyd's story in his book and, and the story from my recon school. I'm like, I wanted to do as best as I could. Like, I've, I've, I'm trying not to sound arrogant because it's really not that way at all 
um, I, I was felt like I was kind of successful accomplishing some things. Like in the Marine Corps, again, it was right place, right time, right people. I was able to accomplish it, be successful with a certain thing. Uh, and, I, and I struggled there at times, don't get me wrong. But uh, I never accomplished anything academically. And it was kind of a big thing to me because everybody I look up to was successful academically. Everybody. So when you crossed over, you were... Lieutenant Seeley in the grunts. Alex... uh, I'm not going to say his last... uh, Alex Wirtz in recon school. Tom Missouri. River Grove. All the guys I look look up to are smart. And I always said, there's always been a joke in my family where I could... I was a do-nothing-and-get-a-C student Further, uh, <laughs> through further uh, through further looking into it, I realized I was doing nothing to get a D student. But um, I always thought I could be smart. Never chose to be, and it always bugged me. It was kind of like a big running joke with my mostly with my mom and me. And I decided, like, I want to go for it. Like, not o- I don't want to go for it just for the award. Like, in the sh- when I crossed over uh, for the uh, from medic, I was a single role medic, yeah. and I crossed over with yeah. the fire academy. If you pick the, if you get the high, highest academic award, you get to pick your spot. Right, right. So I was going for that, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You'd be a fool not to. So I thought that was my time to go. Uh, so, so many. I could take this from so many different directions. I uh, I studied before I ever crossed over. I ended up taking the driving position mm-hmm. for Fred Schomer at four four eleven. Uh, a very uh, didn't want it. Very, well, let, let's go back to because I yeah you wanted, I, I you wanted, wanted to, to I just down? wanted to touch base. I mean, we don't have to spend too much time here, but um, because it's significant to you and I. Yeah, you got called for the city. You wanted to go to Chicago. Yeah, we need to back up, don't we? It's, not, it's all right. Well, I mean, um, you got called for the city as a single-role paramedic. You uh, go to the paramedic academy. But what I think is significant is you didn't go to the paramedic academy alone. <laughs> I did not. All right. And, and you know, I, I've kind of I, – I think I remember asking back in the day, is this – has this ever happened before, you know, with um, – I know there's a and couple nobody, that met there, but... Right, but nobody ever went down to the academy as husband and wife. <laughs> and I remember seeing, you know, because I knew you before, and I remember yeah, right, looking right, at the... We, we already knew each other. I, I looked at the roster, I'm like, why the fuck is Brian's wife on here, too? <laughs> like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And Because I didn't know that April was... I, mean, I didn't know that she was on. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. And then I'm like, they're like, no, it's his wife. Like, they're they're in the same academy class. And so Brian comes down and it was my first class as an instructor. I know what I was doing. <laughs> and I, I don't know, Brian, you probably could tell immediately that I had no idea what I was doing. Oh my God. But no, I'm kidding. You, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> but it like, it, it's a lesson in humility because oh, I bet. here I am not knowing what I know tonight. And I'm 
supposed to be his instructor. Yeah, tell him what <laughs> you to know? do. And He's like, stupid. and you know, it, especially in that role, it's significant. It's it's, I, it's I, a it's a role, and it, it's a job I had to do at no. the time. But it, the importance of what I was doing one doesn't was insignificant. The way I, the way I looked at it, you know, like I I never thought that the job wasn't important, like being an instructor, because there were some people who definitely needed to be helped and who definitely needed like guidance through that whole process. But you know. What am I gonna? What am I gonna help Brian with? You so know, going through that was very difficult for us, for multiple reasons. Yeah, uh, both me and my my wife were in the same class, and we had a basically, basically a one and a two year old at the time. We had just put them Jesus in the full full daycare. We had we had to. And we talked about like what are our options here. At the, at the time, we knew they were hiring multiple classes. Uh, she waves we discussed it. waving. We, we discussed it. She waves it. Well, she when she goes two weeks later, that doesn't help us. Yeah. I wave it. Well, my end goal. I mean, I'm not here to make any friends. I'm here to tell a story. I want. I want to cross over. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to lose seniority. There is no right or wrong here. You can't wave it. You should have to wave it three or four times to make it any different. I mean, we're still going to be going to the academy at the same time. They're so stacked and heavy on classes. Yeah, I think we had four going at one time when it, you guys are down there. There was three before we graduated. I think they started the fourth before. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah I think you're right. Um, so I think it was what I, basically let's, let's let's figure this out. And uh, I, I, through favors I can never repay, uh, my my best friend Mike, my kid's godfather, actually picked them up from daycare every day, every single day while we were in the academy. Wow. While we went. Uh, just because we figured, oh, and it was a shorter academy at the time because it was so pressed for medics at the time. Uh, so we're like, well, let's well, you thought your guys was short. They got shorter. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) 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 Yeah. See, I knew I was getting fucked somehow. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, it ended up working out. Think being completely blessed with my family and friends from the start. before I ever joined the Marine Corps, I had the same friends. These are all the same guys I went to, grew up with, went to high school with, um, that were able to help us out. Thank God. So we're able to just basically suck it up for six, seven weeks and get the academy done. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been going at it for goddamn four hours. <laughs> so um, I, I'll tell you what, fellas, let's wrap it up here. But. I'm all for coming back in here and getting into the fire stuff because we haven't, we haven't even got to your fire service career. <laughs> Four hours, we haven't even, we haven't even got there. So if you guys are cool with it, I would definitely, I would very much love to have you guys back. We sit down. We we're gonna have to get more bottles of whiskey, but you know, totally doable. So Brian. Amazing mine. stories. Thank you so there might much. Be maybe some more peanut butter whiskey. Danny, thank you for coming. We'll get more peanut butter whiskey. No, for no, you. that's I'm leaving that. <laughs> maybe some Ritz crackers. And Alfredo, amazing <laughs> to meet you as well. Thank you Don't so worry. much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, man. Yeah. And um Corey, any last words? Anything uh that any housekeeping that we gotta do before Steve yells at you? Um, we definitely need people to visit the website. Yes. Right? Yes. Um www.chicago's bravest dot com and that's our website we have a website um 
and uh, and make sure to uh, grab some stuff on there if if you Instagram. guys can to support the the website. Go on yeah. Facebook, go on Instagram. Um, Want to thank again um, for for our music. Um, Lost before arrival. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, check that out on Facebook. I, I mean, the guy. How great was he? He was an amazing guitar was player. Great, yeah, yeah, and and a super great guy. Nice guy. So like super nice kid. Um, so so definitely want to thank him for that again. And and again, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, I mean, humbling is a word for sure that we could throw out to, to you <laughs> at guys. At the very, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how we're gonna be able to top tonight. I mean, this is the longest podcast we've done, and is it really? It, oh yeah, and it's probably the most whiskeys we've ever drank in. <laughs> one podcast right and 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 we can go five more hours <laughs> yeah. i don't know I, no I feel like there's no way to tell the whole story yeah. you know we'll but we'll just keep cracking at it man <laughs> you know we'll just keep cracking at it yeah. uh all right well thank you guys again and thank you for tuning in to chicago's bravest stories we'll see you guys next time the opinions and views are that of chicago's bravest stories podcast and their guests They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.